0: Ow. Ow, now brown cow. The Olympic torch was, or the human torch was denied a bank loan.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) This is Bush League. This is Bush League. You see this? I'll hit you in the mouth. We're live? I don't believe you. That was a good choice. I don't don't believe you. The human torch was denied a bank loan. The arsonist had oddly shaped feet. (laughs) Scotch, Scotch, Scotch in my belly. This podcast sponsored by Bucked Up Energy Drink, which it actually is. By what? B- Bucked Up Energy Bucked Drink. Up.
1: Bucked Up. I've never drink. even heard of it.
0: Neither have I until I saw it at my gym and I figured like, shit, their name's so close to fucked up that they're not gonna, they're probably not going to have too many qualms with the language on this podcast. So I messaged yeah. them and I was like, hey, will you guys sponsor this? And they're like, we give you like a coupon code for your like audience to use and you'll get a portion of that. I think I get like half a percent, but I'll take it. So it's... At Half percent more than you had before. Fuck yeah. TPC 20, TPC 20, 20% off your whole order. So yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like a... It's like GNC, just not, you know, named I do my up. best
1: to avoid energy drinks.
0: Yeah. No, so do I. They have if not, I want
1: to wake up, I just go skydive, and it usually takes one or two of those just to get me going.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you can get a caffeine-free one. That's why I, that's I only like the caffeine-free ones. Yeah, dude. So... Yeah, well, you and I already did a podcast, but for everyone, for every asshole that didn't listen to the first one, and they're only tuning in now, Sean, please introduce yourself, my friend.
1: What up, guys? Sean, um, skydiving instructor, dude, guy, um, about all I got.
0: That's all he's got. That's all you you need, though. Yeah, Yeah. uh, you're in the Army. You... uh,
1: yeah, five years in the Army, aviation, helicopters, contracted overseas in Abu Dhabi for a year. Um, jumped over the Palm Island in Dubai with a yeah. Boeing suit. Yeah. Uh, came back to the U.S., started flying planes and skydiving.
0: Yeah, much a much more exciting life than, than yeah, I guess most people do. <clears throat> so I'm, Man, it's not a competition. Yeah, only with yourself. It's... I got a. There's a guy that's going to do my podcast. I emailed him. I didn't think he would actually respond. It's some dude that is a X ex <clears throat> Delta force. And he was using. From the D- US? D- yeah. And I was like, <laughs> just like shit, because my, my cousin's much older than me, but he was an Army Ranger. And I keep trying to get a hold of him to do this. And he keeps flaking out on me. And finally, I was just like, well, I was like, "Well, shit, Delta Force selects from the Rangers," and I was like, "Next best thing, I guess." And So I yeah. emailed him. I mean, they're. I mean, Delta Force is that's the equivalent of like that's the army equivalent of of DevGru right, like Seal Team Six.
1: Um, in I don't ter- know I the, the hierarchy team, of it. I guess in terms I'm... of the
0: tiers, there's Navy SEALs yeah. and Army Rangers, and then there's Delta Force and DevGru. They select uh, from that. I know
1: Army Rangers are not equivalent to Navy SEALs. Yeah. Army yeah. Rangers are below what i would say is special forces so special forces and navy seals i would say are more on par with each other yeah um, i was neither i was in the soft community so the special operations forces community but mm-hmm. i wasn't one of those guys so i mean the training i did i still had to go through selection and stuff mm-hmm. like that and if you've ever seen do you remember a show on discovery called surviving the cut by chance Mm-mm. okay uh i think they might have the episodes on youtube but it was a whole series on like Difficult trainings that you had to go through for the military, and they did one for the Night Stalkers, which was uh, the group that I was with, the 160th Special Operations Aviation Regiment. And so I've technically survived the cut, which makes it sound way cooler than it is. So,
0: dude, I'm I keep always looking, it's always weird. I try <clears> to like <throat> look down so the guests can see my eyes because I realize when I do that, I just have I can like, see myself doing that. Yeah, I just have I realize I just have like ignited eyes, and I'm like, that like just like i don't like when like the video doesn't come through sometimes (laughs) the video won't come through and people will be like oh let's just do audio and i'm like i don't i feel weird just like talking it's the same thing i always i always think guests are gonna feel weird because they can't see my pupils so it's just you're staring at like the bright glasses um but not important uh no no not at all okay so i played i got in a workout so my my head's clear um like I said last time, we I didn't work out beforehand, and that was the second podcast I'd done not working out beforehand. And I think if you were to actually go through and look at each podcast, you could probably pick out the two because I'm, I'm I'm clearly in like first gear. I'm just like yeah, you're yeah. not awake. No, yeah, like last time I, we were talking, <laughs> and I was like, "You do wingsuiting?" And you're like, "Dude, I showed you a picture of my," and I was <laughs> yeah. like, "Oh," and I was just like, "Oh yeah," Oops. I was just like, "Fuck," <laughs> but I was like, that's the." That's the last one. I'm not. I'm not working out beforehand. So when people are like, "Can you do like an eight p.m.?" I'm like, "No, I, I have to go to bed early. I have to work out because it's just it's shitty to the guest." Um, but yeah. So I had never played. I live under a rock. Like I've, but culturally, i culturally, I always don't see shit until like a decade later. I don't read books till like 15 years after they're out. I just I tend under join the t- club, buddy. Yeah, I just and it's not some like hipster shit it's like i just don't i just don't pay attention i just it goes over my head um and then when i finally do find it i'm like oh this is i not i read harry potter like after i graduated college i was like man this is a really cool series i wonder what happens next and i was like i just
1: watched the movie
0: yeah i was just like literally like 2014 i was like oh this is a neat book um but yeah so because of that i literally i picked up a an xbox 360 this past weekend just went and got a used one for like 50 bucks and i got all the call of duties had never played any of them i'm 29 it is the year 2020 had never played any of them i played through yeah the modern warfare i guess one two and three and i played black ops one and two 360 doesn't run the campaign on black ops three i put it in an xbox
1: one x yeah i was like
0: i was like let's go and uh it like wouldn't load i was like the fuck i don't want multiplayer i don't i don't have xbox Live. i don't want it and i looked it up and it was like the 360 doesn't run <laughs> i was like god damn it I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah i guess i was like that's what i get point is now i'm all jacked up on uh fictional takes on uh on, on war and special forces and uh in uh in black ops 2 you do like you like jump out of like the like the v22 ospreys but yep. they have those they have those wingsuits the the ones with the jet engines yeah and like oh, I, te- yeah, yeah sure. like i texted you i was like literally told you i was like my mind's all like jacked up on just like unrealistic takes on reality and i was like so let's i want you to shoot them down but yeah one of them is you like jump out in like you have like wingsuits for one of them but then you have like those like the literal like, kind of like hard wings yeah with like the, the the i don't mean jet engine maybe it's a rocket i don't know but you didn't actually do anything in them that you couldn't do in a wingsuit. It's just more so it's a video game. But granted, it's supposed to take place in twenty twenty five. But now now my my mind's all my mind's all like, this is what happens. This is reality. And yeah, I, I need you to I need you to bring pull me back down. So, all right.
1: uh,
2: yeah,
0: so let's shoot him down. OK, yeah. So that shit's not that's by no means. It's at that point where even Special Forces would use them because it's just not even this to
1: my not, knowledge, yeah. I would say no, mm-hmm. um, given I'm not an expert in them. Fuck, yeah, um, yeah, you are. Yeah. E- in suits, I know a bit. In the actual, I guess you can call them Jetman jetpacks, um, not so much. Mm-hmm. On, let me let me close my window because I can't get notifications. You did.
0: No, we don't fact check here, so you're an expert, and anyone who says otherwise can just fucking unsubscribe now, because that's, that's not what this is about. Sean is an expert. Sean also invented a uh, flight. He, You invented the Wright Flyer in 1902. Not a lot of people know that. Um,
1: I invented the duct tape wingsuit, and I
0: actually flew it. You, that is true, actually. That is true, and that's, that's actually a lot cooler. Um, yeah, that is. Um, but yeah, so the Jetman suits, they're just do you think
1: they're all one-off uh to my knowledge they're all individually made and individually um i guess adjusted tailored Mm -hmm. redesigned and stuff like that and all i know is they are exorbitantly expensive i know they generally use the jet cat engines which are anywhere from five to ten thousand dollars each Um, And I know most of the ones that fly with engines, if not all of them, are outside of the U.S., and I think that's because there's some FAA rules on if it actually has an engine and it's powered. It's considered an aircraft, and it has to be an experimental aircraft, so there's a whole list of stuff it has to abide by. It has to get like a tail number and stuff like that. Um, I was reading about it a couple years ago. So if you have one in the U.S., they basically just don't put the engines on. And you can still jump out and glide them down for a while, and they're a lot more efficient than a wing suit because a hard wing just is more efficient than an inflated wing. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I know a lot of them have a jettison system. And when I say jettison, I don't mean, like, rocket-assisted for it to go off. It's just, like, a release system because if it gets out of hand, you need to get it off of you. Yeah. And so then the the wing itself usually has, like, its own little mini parachute or something. That way it just doesn't smash into the ground and destroy all hundred grand of it. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, my boss i was talking to him about it because he's got one or two flights on him just with no engines just dropping out of like a helicopter or something Mm -hmm. and i think he said he ended up having to cut it away and release it too because it just got out of hand so
0: so do you think do you think that these are at a stage where it's like the equivalent of like early wingsuiting where it's like these are crazy but like this will you know after some like decades of innovation this will become more commonplace or do you do you think that we're like at the beginning of jetman suits or do you or wings or do you think this is one of a this this is more of like a it's a cool novelty it's great for like red bull like photo shoots you know or by the a380 over dubai but it's probably not gonna take i think off.
1: right now no it's more of a novelty of thing as far as Tactical uses of them, I don't really see it. Mm -hmm. But again, I'm not DARPA, so I can only speculate. I mean, they're not the quietest things, so you probably don't want to be flying that in at night to somewhere you're not supposed to be. They're not the most user friendly things. So the military guys that have a a whopping total of 50 to 100 free fall jumps, which sounds like a lot, are probably not going to be able to use those.
0: What'd you call them? The Sky King? Sky Gods?
1: Sky Gods. Sky Gods. Well, they they think they're Sky Gods. (laughs) Um, the military guys usually have to get talked to a lot because they did something that they didn't realize or understand was as dangerous as it was. And
0: they don't like they don't like being told that no. hey, you're not indestructible. You're not. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's not my legs that are, are gonna break, but like, I don't want you to run into somebody else. It's like not involved in your bullshittery, and then yeah. you take them down with you. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, and then you got some special forces fucking general commander. Like, the fuck are you doing? You ruined my yeah. man. Yeah so for the jet suits they're not quiet so you're not going to use them to stealthily insert but what about just toying with the idea because clearly i want these to be real Oh, i do too yeah what about like emergency exfiltration Going back to all the the 30
1: fucking hours of Black Ops I played over two days. Um, Emergency exfiltration. Well, I think you would have a logistics problem because to leave with them in a hurry, that means you have to carry carry them them in at some point in time. Okay. Also, not subtle. Also, for emergency exfiltration, I'm just going to assume somebody's been shot reasonably so i think the guy that's running low on blood and in kind of pain probably shouldn't be flying a jet wing because i can only see that going south just okay. exceedingly quickly what about what about like <clears throat> there are a couple of cool ways the military is devised to exfil teams sky- or individuals pretty quickly skyhook skyhook
0: that's the cool um, one
1: here's the thing about skyhook skyhook actually inspired one of the founders of skydiving. His name is Bill Booth. He's like me, but older and a beard down to like basically his his crotch. Um, there's, there's an invention in the skydiving gear called the skyhook Mm -hmm. and it came out, uh, 20, 30 years ago, probably good 30 years ago. And basically what it does is when you have a malfunctioning parachute, it uses the malfunctioning parachute that you cut away that releases from you to pull out the reserve parachute immediately,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: it does it so quickly and so efficiently that the altitude you lose in the process is minimal, like 100 feet, mm-hmm. 150 feet, 200 feet, mm-hmm. which, in the grand scheme of things, is exceedingly awesome. Considering without that, you're looking at five, six, seven hundred feet at least. Really, with a malfunctioning, yeah. Yep so but have you seen the original skyhook like the actual videos of it it looks awesome and i would do it in a heartbeat
0: yeah as yeah i think was the first the first one was literally like the cia code named it like operation cold feet <laughs> and something it, like that yeah it's just like a brilliant fucking name now i haven't seen the videos of i mean the only videos i've ever seen are not even videos fucking batman where he gets taken <laughs> no, there's,
1: there's actually videos on them testing it and it looks almost violent but uh after reading a little bit on it they said it looks violent but because it has like a super long rope and everything and as it picks you up it kind of just linearly accelerates you and swings you up so it might look pretty abrupt but they said it's actually not bad at all
2: really so then yeah. they
1: just kind of hoist you into the plane which is super cool
0: yeah yeah one thing i yeah i, I thought about that when i like first read about it i was like how is that not just like a complex way of killing, just killing someone like, <laughs> a fucking jet like a jet like whatever the minimum speed of a jet is still fucking breakneck compared to standing still
1: i think they were using propeller planes that were a bit slower but still, but still yeah
0: i mean dude even 50 miles an hour would be insane but to just get yanked but yeah i i, I imagine they'd have to work that out it I'm sure it has, Yeah, you said, linearly, but it'll probably have some give, I would imagine. If
1: it's a smooth and linear fashion for deceleration or acceleration, it's actually not that bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two examples that come to mind is one acceleration I rode when I was in Abu Dhabi, the fastest roller coaster in the world, and it goes zero to 149 miles an hour in, I think, four seconds, which sounds super abrupt, but because it's such a smooth and linear acceleration, It's it's not bad at all. Okay. And then the other thing I think of is in skydiving, whenever we have parachute openings, um, you can have a, a hard opening and have go from 120 miles an hour vertically to probably 20 or 30 in about a second, two seconds max. Um, and while those hurt and can injure you, it doesn't kill you. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Yeah. You... So I guess,
2: yeah.
1: As long as it's linear and not a spike like a car crash where it's like a sustained 40 G's for, you know, 10 milliseconds or something, when shit starts ripping off internally, yeah. then you're okay.
0: Yeah. So no no jetpack? no. Not no. that
1: I can see, but in my heart, I want to believe there yeah. is a use for those.
0: Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. Because mm-hmm. you're right. to, For an emergency, that means you also got them. <clears throat> it's not like... It's not like you're carrying them around in, like, your Humvee or something. Yeah. Because if you're in a Humvee, chances are you're not doing some, like, Delta Force or DEVGRU shit. Like,
1: yeah, because those are not the most subtle you know, vehicles.
0: I mean, just in general, if you have that much support or anything, you're probably not in, like, that much of, like, a denied access area, you know? You're probably yeah. not. You're not behind enemy lines in a fucking MRAP. <laughs> like, yeah. you know? It's, you're yeah, you're going in fucking Rambo sam fisher we did
1: have a uh, interesting way of uh, emergency exfiltration called spies whenever i was doing the special operations aviation stuff um commonly called dope on a rope but basically you just take this helicopter and i think i might have a picture still if i can get it to show up this time and you just have this big ass rope hanging below a helicopter and you drop it down in between trees or whatever and then everybody hooks on and they just pick it up and fly off with it and so you got a bunch of dudes hanging under it
0: oh just so just one huge thing
1: just one huge thing, just a big ball of dudes bouncing off each other. Yeah, here we go at the end. Let's see if I can get this to show up this time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: that's me doing that in 2014. I wasn't on the bottom. I was in the helicopter itself, but a friend snapped this picture as uh, he was driving off post one day, and I was flying. So that's probably four or five dudes there.
0: In that – Jesus.
1: In that little bundle. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, so they're all right next to each other.
1: <laughs> well, the, yeah, they're kind of just stuck next to each yeah. other, just bouncing off, and what's funny is – when you pick them up or set them down, like the rope is off to the side of the aircraft. So these are the dudes. This is the helicopter. You have to pick up and keep sliding over because if you just pick up, they're going to just drag, 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 and run into shit and just fall <laughs> over each other. And they kind of do it anyways sometimes, but you got four people kind of tied together. It's not the most coordinated thing in the world. Yeah. Um, so right. a lot of times they'll trip on each other yeah. and just but, eat shit.
0: But I guess if you need to get them out, quickly it's yeah you know not you get right. like
1: real tiny opening through the trees drop the rope down clip in go up head off
0: now could you do that with the sky hook, or are we looking at too much of a yank on like the plane but I don't, see part of me thinks it's like that'd be too much weight let's say you have 10 guys all coming in at like 180 so almost a ton but then the other part of me just thinks of like fucking like a lumbering like c-130 like that doesn't give a fuck about 180 <laughs> it's like that motherfucker like yeah. there's two yeah the one way is like it's too heavy the part of me is, there is like that jet doesn't give a fuck it's it'll just be like boom, boom. like you know
1: yeah it, maybe like a minor bump yeah um I mean, I would think it would be possible. I would definitely want helmets on everybody on the bottom, though, because you got mm. five or ten dudes right next to each other. You get picked up and Yanked. accelerated to 130 miles an hour. Somebody's going to headbutt somebody.
0: Yeah. Well, and that, that's so. a, that's the thing about, like, they say, you know, of the millions of reasons why you should wear a seatbelt. But one of them's like, you know, if you don't wear a seatbelt, it's not just like, you know, you guys wear them, I'm not going to wear mine If anything happens, whatever, I'm fucked. It's like, no, you fuck everyone else in there because your yep. head is a goddamn bowling ball. Yeah. And they said that's what injures people the most is someone bouncing around the car, like you said, at yeah. 40 G's for an instant. I mean, feel your head. I mean, that, that's a hard motherfucker. You get knocked of someone else's head. I mean, dude, that's I mean, that's brain injury like.
1: Yeah. And like I mentioned last time, we're actually just now getting to where they are making impact rated skydiving helmets. Yeah. And tr- they came out with the first one in like mid twenty eighteen. Yeah. That's and it was like eight hundred dollars or something.
0: That's insane time I should. Yeah. That's no, you're
1: good. yeah, that's
0: yeah. That's 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 like the caveman human, like, you know, twenty twenty. Like we should probably do this. We use helmets for riding bikes. What about jumping out of the fucking sky? Yeah. We'll get around to it.
1: <laughs> I think it was just, it's such a small community yeah. and there's such a limited number of items you're going to sell that the mm-hmm. research and development costs and the fielding yeah. cost of it just yeah. makes it almost not worth selling it. Well, yeah,
0: I mean, it le- le- so, like very like specific, like pharmaceutical drugs. I mean, you know, it's-
1: Is it possible? Sure. But is it going to be reasonably produced? No, it's going to be $800 a pill because yeah. we got to recover the research and development costs somehow. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, that's yeah. When whenever people are like, that, "That shouldn't cost anything," like, I get the human side of it. Yeah. But I also get like, you 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 could pull that stunt once, where you'd be like, "We're gonna not allow you to sell it for that much." You could pull that one time with one drug, and then the next time there's some new disease pops up, and some companies, should we make that? Be like, no, these fuckers are just gonna yank it out from under us. So what? Yeah. It costs something like a billion dollars to bring a drug to the market, go through phase one, two, and three yeah. of, of, uh, of FDA <clears throat> trials. But yeah, I guess that makes sense also with, with helmets and shit for wingsuits.
1: I mean, the skydiving community, like active members, I think is between 30 and 40,000 in the US. Total and the US is a majority of the skydiving that happens in the world, just because, like, that's who we are. We kind of invented modern skydiving. I won't say, I won't take all credit for it, but Fuck you know, that. we're USA. awesome. Um, but yeah, like, even if you sell 30,000 units, it's not a lot if you spent a million dollars or more developing it,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. um,
1: and that's one reason why some of these higher performance canopies are. at least for one canopy, which is just a bunch of nylon and string,
2: Uh is
1: the amount of research and development in it. Yeah. And and they might only sell one or two thousand of these things. Ish.
0: Now, is 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 there anything that how do I word this? That the skydiving community would want that they don't have, that they could collectively tell a company like we will purchase this if you make it so instead of like should we make this really unique thing we're only going to sell 30,000 like what if there were 30,000 that were like people I guess that I don't know maybe that would be like pre-orders
1: I think there's probably some things you could come up with but then again trying to get a bunch of skydivers working together and agreeing on that is like herding cats (laughs) so
0: oh, I saw saw a video I saw a video of the uh, the duck duck goose in the sky yeah
1: yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I, I, or a gif of that, I saw it on Reddit, and I was like, oh, this is what he's talking about, and he's going, yeah pat, pat, and then it really is just, like, whoop, just got out of the out of the frame. I was like, Jesus Christ, that looks fun.
1: I have a video for you. One of my buddies sent me this the other day. He's in one of the um, Special Operations Parachute demo teams, and they were in a C-17 in Key West the other day, and let's see if I can get it before I press play. There you go. Jesus. Just right out the back. And he sent that to me, told him he was doing the Lord's work.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Where was it? Key West. Key West. Jesus Christ. So Skyhook. Skyhook. If you could. I'm just trying to think of like the maximum parameters or something like that. Like From how. Skydiving
1: or the actual like Skyhook original?
0: Skyhook. Just yeeting. Just
1: out of the ground oh okay
0: I'm just trying to think of like what the maximum could you do something like the dope on a rope but with but with a jet
1: I mean if you slowed it down enough you could pick someone up
0: I'm just thinking like what would jets usually
1: don't fly that slow
0: yeah well I'm just thinking like what would be like would there be an equivalent of like what I'm just thinking like Okay, somewhere some something that is prepared and brings all other shit. Uh, presidential motorcade. Dude, I had a kid on yesterday. Just got his pilot's license. Yeah, watch the. Eight, the, he's eight, the oh yeah, yeah, he he's sent eight. It to me last night, dude. Yeah, I thought I thought he was. I thought the. I literally thought he was gonna be like a grown man. <laughs> he like he no, came you on. He you get a
1: pilot's license at like fifteen
0: or sixteen. Yeah, we came on. I was like, yeah, hey, like. Uh, he's like, yeah, I'm eighteen, and I was like. Jesus Christ I was like you have your yeah. I, I, I thought I was being like trolled for a second I was like does this get fucking with me but
1: okay, okay. some of my friends were flying jets at 22 or 23
0: that's insane but yeah. we were talking about Esau Air Force One one time and he's like and he came with like two C5 galaxies and you know they have the, the whole motorcade in there they got all yep, the the, the fucking, beast in there yeah they got the beast they got they got the ambulances they got all the they got the Suburbans. They got, like, the communication support. They they got everything. So that's that's a group... That's a fucking posse that rolls deep and yeah. everywhere they go. And they're not... If they're behind enemy lines, they're still rolling deep. So that's something like... Wave to the NSA and the FBI. If you were going to ambush presidential motorcade, you would do it in a foreign nation. Because it's already pretty much a suicide mission so you're going to want to increase the chances of your success the the one or two steps you can take to help you would be not to do it on american soil you'd at least want to do it you know like africa or or china or something you know what better way to what better way to to take out the opponent that's where you would do it it would still be suicide so something like that something like that i've wondered like I wonder if like the beast has some like equivalent. Of, stay with me. Some equivalent of like skyhook to get it to the airport where Air Force One is. Like to get
1: the vehicle itself there, or the just vehicle the itself,
0: or perhaps the president. Maybe like there's a literal like a pod can rip out of the beast. But yeah, I mean, if you let's say you're in fucking, say you're in North Korea say they fucking broker some deal and we go over there and oh, what a, you know, great PR value and they fucking attack and they bear, cause you're they're in their home turf, you're in their country. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how well we prepare for it. Doesn't matter how well the secret service plans ahead. Ultimately you're at a disadvantage cause
1: it's like home alone. Yes,
0: yes, exactly. Perfect. You're no matter how big your, your sphere of, of, of choppers, of, of cars, of agents, it is limited. Outside that sphere, you're in that nation. So let's say they attack, and you got to get to the airport. What? And let's say you can't get there. Like, what other way would there be than to have some fucking like bulletproof like mylar balloon? Because <laughs> I think
1: balloons, in... tactically speaking, are not the best <laughs> thing ever. Because balloons tend to not be very fast.
0: Yes, tactical blo- Well, I mean, like a skyhook type balloon. thing. Yeah tactical balloons. Like a skyhook type thing you'd want. Right?
1: I mean it's possible, but here's the other thing. Presidents are usually old and relatively frail. Yeah. Um so I think subjecting them to sudden jerks like that and then having them just being a dangling target. Yeah. Over somewhere that they've already kind of planned out a pretty good attack. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah it's like, oh there he is. <sighs> yeah. Or in the least, just shoot a bunch of holes in the balloon. You're like, oh, there he goes. Coming down. Coming down. There he is.
0: You're ruining my fun.
1: <laughs> Isn't um, that what you had me yeah, on here for? It, it
0: it is. Um, yeah, well, I was just thinking, like, the Secret Service has done crazier shit. Um, in Raven Rock by Garrett Graff. I always talk about that book. It's one of my favorite books. It's about all the nuclear bunkers in the United States. Um,
1: oh, those things are awesome.
0: Yeah but it's like I mean there's like the three main ones like Cheyenne Mountain NORAD uh, Site R Raven Rock and then Mount Weather and then you've got like the president like under the White House but apparently Eisenhower built like a ton of them so it wasn't just you go to one or the other he called it the relocation arc so there's just like a spectrum of them so it's like no matter where you are you can get underground because it's like once a thermonuclear blast happens he's like there's no like Duck and cover and now we're gonna go it's like no the sun is now over the city instead of 93 million miles away the sun is now five thousand feet up but they go through the secret service and all the crazy shit they they have planned out i mean going back through all the presidencies and one of them was um was a a jado or rado for air force one Mm
2: -hmm. right
0: and i'd always thought about like there's no way air force one doesn't have something like that the logical part of me is, like, it's a 747. There's no fucking way. Like, I've watched documentaries on, seven, on on Air Force One, and they always say, like, it has about as much in common with the 747 as the name and, like, the yeah. shape. But they're like, I this, think
1: they're technically called, like, VC-130s or something. Yeah,
0: they're, like, these things are, like, from the inside out. They are... Rebuilt, yeah. Yeah, and they are... I mean, that's why they use... that. That's why they're not doing the Airbus A380, is because they're, like the 747s are built in america and it's not just some like buy american thing it's like no they're literally they watch it being constructed from the ground up you can't have any foreign listening devices you know molded into the whatever you know the walls but yeah so part of me is like it's a 747 there's no way it's going to be there's no way they're going to have that but then the other part of me is like it's the fucking secret service like
1: they have some swoopy stuff on that. I know they have countermeasures on that for um, heat-seeking missiles yeah. and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And I would bet they probably have an escape pod on there, but I don't know. I They'd they better. Um, yeah, I would hope so.
0: And, I mean, they're, they're also rated against electromagnetic pulses. Yeah. Right? That and the, and the doomsday plane, the E-4B. But, yeah. So I always thought, like, let's say you're in a fucking foreign area. And they got to get this thing off the ground point I'm getting at is in Raven Rock they talk about on 9/11 in wherever it was in Florida and they said that there's police office they got like a direct he got like direct quotes from like the police officers of the nearby airport because you know it's like the motorcade like screeched there and then they were like shut everything off like we're going now and yeah. But there's direct reports from, like, officers on the ground saying, like, I'd never seen a 747 take off like that. Like it wasn't a steep incline. Like, oh, they're really going. It was, like, they said it was almost surreal because I was just watching. Like, one of the guys was, like, it just went nose up, vertical. Mm-hmm. And it just climbed into the clouds. And it was, they said there was, a, there was no, like, plume, but they said it sounded like the rolling thunder of a rocket. And one of the people on... got a quote from one of the people on board and i guess one of the secret service agents like leaned over and said there's only two planes in the world that can take off like this and they're both air force one and the 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 pilot i can't remember his name but he said it's the only time they'd ever used it and they said it was a a jet assist or a rocket assisted takeoff (laughs) so what i think about just like insane shit like that that's what makes me think like well, what the fuck else is there?
1: You would like the uh, Have you seen the the video of the C one hundred and thirty? They modified yeah, the
0: Blue Angel one.
1: No, not that one. The one they tried to modify for. Oh, yeah, the Blue Angel one's cool, but I think it was for like the Iran hostage yeah. crisis because they I... wanted to land a C one hundred and thirty and a stadium and yeah. then take it back off. And yeah. so they were doing testing. Like it's great for taking off by all means, but when it comes to landing they accidentally fired it like a little bit too early and it just kind of stopped and fell and just broke the wings off and everything. And they were like, yeah, that's not a good idea.
0: Operation, operation, credible sport. They, yeah, they had something like that. Yeah. They had the, they had the fucking, the Jado bottles that would stick out, but then they also took them and they put them on the front too. So it was (laughs) break immediately and take off immediately. And, but so yeah, that's the shit that makes me think like, is it crazy? Like, is it, oh sure it's crazy is it improbable <sighs> I think there's just part of me that wants wants it to be true
1: I'm sure they have some fancy stuff on there
0: yeah
2: so
1: I do know that you can also when it comes to jets and stuff like that um there's like takeoff thrust and then I forget what they call it there's like emergency thrust or something like that where it gives you like an extra couple percent
2: mm-hmm.
1: um But I don't know that it's enough to make it climb like ungodly steep. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I don't I don't know what I mean, it makes sense that you would never hear about it until the you because like the last thing you want to do is that's part of that's part of having an edge is not letting anyone know that this capability exists.
1: Yeah, instead of needing 8,000 feet to take off or 10,000 feet, you get 3,000
2: and you're
0: good to go. Yeah, yeah. So it makes sense that it's like no one knew about it until 9-11. It's like because they thought there were guys – they thought that people had stingers at the end of the runway. Yeah. In reality, they didn't. That's just like a fog of war or adrenaline. But yeah, so because I I messaged a guy who's a 747 pilot and I tried to get him on my podcast Mm -hmm. I said no. I was like, okay, but he was, a yeah, he was a 747 pilot. And Cause I remember he commented on what, what I posted about, what I had posted about the justice to take off for air force one. Cause I posted it on, what it is some, one of the subreddits where it's just all like classified technology. Oh yeah. And I posted it on that one. I was like, I was like, this would absolutely know the, 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 the concept isn't classified, but it being present on air force one would absolutely be classified. And, of course, it would be used on 9/11, and everyone was like, "This is stupid. This is this isn't happen." But one guy commented the 747 pilot, and he was like, he was like, as a 747 pilot, he's like, there's a few times where, like, he I think he flew cargo, and he's like, where we had like empty planes, and like, oh, they're quick. He's like, and just for shits and giggles, we'd go full, full of, like engine power, and he's like, those things handle like a sports car. He's like, you yeah. can get them going. He's like, now Air Force One where." i mean they only have like 100 passengers like everyone one total therefore it's yeah. not it's not a 747 loaded out with people it's it's i mean it's a and cargo yeah. and stuff
1: like that
0: yeah so he's like that thing loaded up he's like i yeah i absolutely see it possible but yeah i don't know i'm just
1: well i have the same friend that was flying jets at like 22 or 23 he flies um crj's i believe which are just like the regional jets Um, you've probably flown on one out of Atlanta plenty of times but um, when those things are empty they can climb at like 6,000 feet a minute or something like that which is just ungodly fast Yeah. Um, and those things handle like little sports cars too I remember he told me that he was climbing so fast one time and they weren't paying enough attention because they got an unrestricted climb approved so just as fast as they could Um, and he ended up over pressurizing the cabin because it couldn't leave the pressure out quick enough as it went up and so the pressure differential was getting higher than it should have been and so they started getting like master warnings and stuff like that and yeah
0: jesus christ yeah yeah man i think i just want it to be true you know it probably happened man yeah i don't know i'm destroyed my hopes and dreams of a badass secret service I
1: didn't destroy it. I no, think you it did. probably no, has no, some pretty no, cool stuff on there. No, you no,
0: didn't. No, 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 I'm just being an asshole. Um, do you think Air Force <clears> One has, <throat> has has like skydiving equipment? Again, just think worst case. I'm, not everyone. I mean, you're saving like POTUS and maybe yeah. like one or two guards.
1: I would be willing to bet there is an escape pod for sure. I mean, it, it would logically make sense to me. It's not outside the realm of what's totally possible. Um, and I bet there probably is some free fall equipment on there for a select few but everyone else is going down with the ship absolutely
0: yeah no this isn't for everyone i'm talking like they're gonna ride
1: it all the way to the smoking hole in a field
0: yeah so (laughs) It's it's like the ron white bit it's like one of the engines went out and there's a guy next to me who's losing his mind he's like Hey, man, how far, how far, how far, how far, how far do you think it will take us? And he goes... All the way to the scene <laughs> of <to> the crash. Which is <laughs> convenient, because that's right where we're going. Shit, yep. we'll, we'll be paramedics by a good half hour. But, yeah, no, it's no, it's definitely would be... I mean, back to Raven Rock, the relocation arc, and they had designated areas where, like, choppers would land, and not even, like, helipads, because, again, you don't want to give away everything. So, yep. it, like, desi- there there's like, designated, like end zones at like, you know, college football fields, uh, where it would just be cleared and wherever the president is, it where's closest the chopper goes there. But yeah, no, there's it's I mean, it was understood even in Eisenhower's time that there's like select seats. It's like not everyone's coming. No like, next to no one is coming. But actually, it's so yeah, that much would be expected. But yeah, you think? Yeah, I don't think an escape pod is at all out of the... I mean...
1: I mean, they have them for fighter jets.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. full pods. Yeah, the, the XB-70, right? Was it the Valkyrie that had one, or was it... Uh,
1: I don't think the Valkyrie had any ejection capability. Otherwise, the one that crashed with everyone on board probably would have had more survivors.
0: Checkmate. True. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I know some of them have, like, that... It was almost like a clamshell a type pod. thing. But it's I just... I th-
1: think it's the F-117 Nighthawk might have one. The stealth thing. And I think the F... 111 Aardvark has one. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of them that have them.
2: Yeah. So and it,
1: I would say there's a helicopter that has an ejection pod as well. There's one or two helicopters that have ejection seats. Obviously, the blades have to go away first, but yeah.
0: Yeah. It's so it's like to me that seems less out of the realm of possibility than rocket assisted takeoff on a 747.
1: And I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility at all.
0: No, neither do I. But in terms of like, if you want to be just like the skeptic, like, no, it's not it's not that it's not you in particular. I mean, like, yeah, if no. you're just thinking of like shooting down my fun ideas, the 7-4-Cable okay, well, proven in that book that it's, this is a New York Times bestseller book. This isn't some random like, you know, this isn't some like uh, www., You www.illuminatisecrets.com, know, not shit like that. So but if that's possible, then... To me, it's like, well, anything less insane than that is possible. So uh, I just obviously, you know, there's literally a video of like Trump, like holding up like the new designs for like the new Air Force One. And one of the the way it
1: looks, it actually looks kind of cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But there's one of the one of the guys is maybe one of the interviewers or he's like, does it have an escape pod? And Trump's like, what? He's like, you know, (laughs) like the movie Air Force One. He's like, yes, I've seen the movie. And he's like. No, not that I know of. But he goes, but there is some secret stuff that I don't think we can talk about. But I was like, I just, I think there has to be an escape pod. I'm sure up until nine eleven, they're like, there's no such thing as Genesis to take off on a seven forty seven. You dumb shit. Nine yeah, eleven, ha-
1: well, we kind of had
0: it. Nine eleven happens, and they're like, yeah, this thing took off like a rocket, like just disappeared. So I don't think, I don't think an escape pod is is insane. I also don't think that. now but now, how would you do like skydiving from a seven forty seven? Because that would be not smoothly. I'll tell you no, that. No, it wouldn't be. No, it wouldn't be. It would just. It would be. It. It would be like dead dead podus versus like a live I, mean, no. I didn't.
1: How are you gonna DB Cooper it right out of a seven forty seven? Exactly. So fun fact: before I get into that, after the whole DB Cooper thing, I think he jumped out of like a DC ten or something like that. Uh, which had the ramp straight out the back. It was like a set of stairs or whatever. Um, After that, they modified any and all planes like that to have what's called a Cooper vane, which basically, in flight, aerodynamically, there was like a lock that would slide in place, you couldn't open it Uh, while it was flying. uh, Yeah, Yeah. might have just been specific to that particular type of aircraft, but um, yeah.
0: What was insane is like hijackings weren't that
1: rare back then no
2: you'd always no. hear
0: about like yeah no you know you're sitting there and then so and so just pulled out of 357 and it was like ah damn it and it's like again <laughs> again honey i'm well,
1: gonna I mean, be late they used to have the cockpit doors just not there like you could look up and see the pilots doing their thing yeah yeah uh, it, was, it was another time yeah but i mean we have today uh you know what a squawk code is for an aircraft basically they give you kind of like a unique identifying number you dial it into your transponder they can see you on the fish finder uh well there's certain codes there for emergencies Um uh, 7500 is hijacking and my friends jokingly refer to it as a priority landing with escorts so if you squawk 7500 you're gonna get intercepted most likely yeah um so priority landing with escorts they're gonna force you down the closest place they can yeah uh and then 7,600 and 7,700 are like lost communications and just emergencies and stuff like that. But you yeah. got to be really careful with that whole 7,500 thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's there's something where it was, I think it was like two years ago. There's like some, I don't know how I hadn't heard of it, but there's some dude that like some passenger like got out of his seat and apparently was just like standing by the cockpit. Because I saw the video on YouTube. I was like, this had to have been yesterday.
1: There's a couple times that airplanes have been intercepted and they usually end up charging the person that caused it. Yeah. Um, a lot of money yeah it's not cheap
0: no and it but apparently this guy like i think it was in like 2018 but he was like standing near the the cockpit and they were like you need to go back to your seat and he was like i'm not going back to my seat so it wasn't even like an accident where it's like you know here's a dude and he had like a turban on and he just so happened to like go to the bathroom near the cockpit it's not just a bunch of like you know americans like fuck 9-11 take him down yeah. yeah it was like a dude that just like wouldn't he was like standing right next to it Almost Probably like, it was just like i'm not going and they're like stop and he was like no like i want to go in the cockpit like and uh yeah one of the passengers was like yeah and next thing you know i was looking out over my window and i just <laughs> saw an f-15 and uh yeah and it's uh like
1: snapchat
0: yeah yeah and but they were like yeah we felt so felt so safe but i remember people were commenting they're like that that's not an escort that's that's the metaphorical bullet to, that's the, that's the barrel on your yeah, head. Yeah, that's what's
1: shooting you down. That
0: That's the saying, like, you're going to land or we were going to escort you to yeah. the ground kind of thing. Yes. Like, it's, well, we're going to take you out over the least populated area because it's, mm-hmm. you know, and people being like, would they actually shoot down a plane full of people? And it's like a plane yeah. full of people going to crash in a city full of people or a plane full of people going down in a field. A plane full of people still going. So it's
1: Well, I mean, when nine eleven happened, they scrambled the jets because they were trying to escort them and/or shoot them down. But the problem was, in, in hindsight, it was a bad thing. But they weren't armed.
0: No, they the, sent the
1: jets up and said, "Don't let that plane."
0: Yeah, the, make it. Yeah, yeah. I, there was a, I forget. There's an article on her. It. It's, it's. I think her first name is Penny, but yeah, it was a, yeah. it was a chick that, and she was like, yeah, we, me and like my partner were like, all right, like. I'm going to ram the cockpit and you're going to ram the tail. As in case one of us miss, like, we'll still fuck it up beyond, like, repair. Yeah,
1: I mean... So... I think she was flying an F-16. I remember seeing a picture of her flying it or something like that, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's...
0: So, with something like that, how would... Yeah, how would you DP Cooper a 747? Like, it would literally have to be... I don't think it would be like it wouldn't be like a reflexive response it would be like all else has failed like the engines have been blown out yeah you literally be like the engines are blown out like it wouldn't even be like it'd be sort of like they would tackle the president like strap on the thing and just like yank it yeah peace in in
1: the words of awesome powers preparations a through g have failed now preparation (laughs) h um (laughs) You probably wouldn't be able to exit out the side very easily, so you'd have to have a rear exit, uh, also because of the speed you're exiting at. Mm -hmm. Because if you go out the side, you're either bouncing off the wing, you're hitting the engine, you're hitting the tail, and just going out and turning sideways when it's doing 400 knots or just whatever it happens to be doing at the time. Mm -hmm. Probably more than that, because if you're bailing out, it's probably crashing, and they tend to speed up right before that. Yeah, yeah. So, 500 knots, pretty quick. Yeah. So you're not going to get out quickly.
2: Yeah, but...
0: It's like if all else fails, do that, which then makes me think that they would probably have an escape pod. Like, if you're getting to the point where you're throwing the president out, like, you probably don't... And, you know, or what if it's enemy fighters are, like, closing in and you're at 40,000 feet? That's
1: a long ride down. Yeah, yeah. I know even, um, if I'm correct, the... Ejection seats and stuff like that on on fighters won't usually deploy the parachute until, like, 15,000 feet or something like that just because the air is so thin up there and the temperatures that, like, it can reasonably kill you pretty quick if you're just floating down. It's like you're going to be in free fall for a hot minute. Just freezing to death? Well, it's better to be in free fall going through that altitude than under a parachute. Yeah. Hypoxic and, you know, running out of air to breathe. I
0: guess that makes sense. Yeah. So man all of my all my all of my black ops fantasies
1: yeah sorry
0: not, not real no
1: but i mean if, if you good. had to get out of the plane like that straight out the back is going to be your best option
0: yeah god damn but that's enough so another thing is um i think it was the same article i read that was with the with the that pilot penny so they also talked about the uh, the escorts for seven four or it's not seven forty for Air Force One, right? They said they had that escorts as this thing was just going around America. Yeah, <clears throat> the only time they'd ever had escorts above U.S. soil, and but they talked about how like one of the F sixteen pilots was he talked about in this article. He was like, like I remember like radioing them and being like, you guys got to like slow down. Because like we can only do afterburners for so long. And they talked about how they would have these, they'd escort them and They're literally like message bases along the predicted path. And they'd be like, two more are gonna get them up, going to come up and we're going to land. But it was like, because... well,
1: fighter jets are not known for their endurance. No, and no. But fuel consumption.
0: But even then, the but the the, the quote was, was like, we we're burning through our fuel so fast. He's like, because, you know, we could only use afterburners for so long. And I was like, wait, what do you, and the other one was like, yeah, like I did not know a 747 could go that fast. So it's, I don't know, to me, there's like this like shroud of mystery around Air Force One. And now I just like like to imagine that it can take off goddamn near vertically and it can go it can like- And fly supersonic. it can go like, yeah, like Mach point nine nine or something. But you're, you're bringing me back down to reality.
2: So
1: I have a friend that's a, a, one of the chief test pilots for Gulfstream. Mm-hmm. I was talking to him a couple of years ago, and um, he was telling me, and I was very surprised at it, that their newer jets can actually fly supersonic, even though they're what? not rated to. What? He said they will do it. Um, and if you know anything about aerodynamics and flying and stuff like that, whenever you're flying a jet at high altitudes, you set your speed to basically a Mach number because that's kind of the speed limit up there is the speed of sound. So you'll fly at like Mach 0.85 or 0.87 or whatever. And even when you fly real high at like Mach 0.95, that's, that's just the reading where the probe is. Um, there are some areas that are already going supersonic because if you know the shape of a wing, you understand the air going over, it has to accelerate.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, if you're right near the speed of sound and the air has to accelerate going over something, you already have certain parts of the so- aircraft that are already breaking the sound barrier.
0: Now, why is, it that, why is it that that my complete lack of aviation knowledge, why is it that, you know, I remember seeing, like, a Photoshop. It was, like, a B-52, like, breaking with the, the sound barrier. Yeah, with the cone coming off the front. Yeah, and it was, like, someone was, like, it's not even, like, that That the technology doesn't exist. Like, you could definitely put enough engines and rockets on it to get it going. It was just, like, structurally, it would break apart. Yeah. What is... So, is it... So, breaking the sound is that that's not just like a number that you're hitting like
1: no it's a variable number but basically you're out running your own shockwave. yeah more or less
0: so so gulf stream so it could go that fast but wouldn't like destroy it
1: um I i think they were just in the testing phase I don't remember specifics because it was many years ago when I talked to him about it, uh, and obviously it's designed to handle it, but it's just not good for fuel consumption. I'm sure it does; it could overstress some stuff very easily.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, he's also also the same person that told me they might have accidentally inverted one one time doing some testing, but that's you know another story. And also the same dude that told me on one of the newer jets they were testing, this was years ago, that they got into some high-speed speed speed wobbles and almost crashed at, like, 40,000 feet or something. You know how, like, you get speed wobbles on a skateboard? It was the same thing in a jet going, like...
2: Jesus Christ.
1: Fast, yeah. Jesus Christ. That's why you make the big bucks, buddy. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's, yeah. That was like, uh... Well, there's, yeah, there's a... uh, What is it? There's a term for it. But it's I was watching on YouTube and it was like the A380, uh, but they were testing like its durability at yep. like supersonic and you go up to whatever your max altitude is and then they just flutter, flutter testing flutter yes and you go down and they just dive it and they you mm-hmm. know they'll do this like several times and they'll get there's like however many instruments on every like square inch of yep. the plane you're just getting every because you only got to do it once.
1: You should watch some of the YouTube videos on, on Flutter that they've developed over time. Uh, like the C-130, there's one where you can see the whole wing just flexing like this. Yeah. It's amazing what they will actually do. Yeah. And that's why you have to do high-speed Flutter testing. Yeah.
0: And it was, yeah. And it was, because, yeah, is the guys that piloting in, like, the A380. And, like, they all had... I watched
1: that video before, too, and you can see them I in mean, there kind of just bouncing yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but I remember they are like, they are wearing, like, helmets... Parachutes and like orange jumpsuits, and it was like they're not gonna be able to parachute out of there. And someone was like, "That's kind of just like a formality. The real safety is the orange jumpsuit, so they can <laughs> so they can find your body."
1: <laughs> and yeah, it was like fuck. Oh, I bet they probably did have an ability to bail out because um, my same friend that worked for Gulfstream, um, I got a private tour of the facility and one of their test platforms many years ago, and. It was you know, one of the stripped-out ones that just had instrumentation and everything. And I looked up, and there was just this big fat rope that went basically all the way from the cockpit through the, the cabin all the way to the very back. And I'm like, "Hey, what's that for?" And he was like, "So, in the event that we have to bail out, there's no clean way to do it from the front. Mm-hmm. We have to get to the back, and it's probably spinning and tumbling, and so like we won't be able to walk. Hold on to smoothly." Yeah. So take it all the way to the back, just bouncing off the walls and stuff. And there was just this little hatch under the engine that you could kind of just bail out, not get sucked into it. And there actually is a video because they had to certify this door, this modification to be jumped out of. And I think they did the tandem out of it or something like that. I think there's a video of it for Gulfstream, but that was a formality as well. Like realistically speaking, are you going to be able to make it to the back? If anything goes catastrophically wrong near the speed of sound? Probably not, but, like, it's nice to have the option. At least I die more comfortably.
0: It's, like, yeah, it's, like, the safety, like, the... Like, safety. the illusion of safety. Yeah, it's, like, the safety pamphlets on planes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's, like, eh. Ah, I saw something, and, again, just stupid conspiracy, but I love it. Someone was, like, no, the reason why they have you, like, hug your legs and put your head down... Is
1: it breaks your neck faster? Is it
0: breaks your neck and it's cheaper to do a one time life insurance payout than a uh, than do a lifetime of, uh, of I healthcare. think it's from
1: Fight Club because I know there was a, a thing where It's like the oxygen it. is to make you feel euphoric. Yeah, yeah, you that's
0: die. that's Fight Club. Yeah, yeah. God damn it! Am I quoting just like an edgy movie?
1: Jesus. No, I get you. <laughs> Um, I think the Mythbusters actually did some testing on that, too. And they found out the brace position position is the best thing. And then I watched a video the other day. That somebody posted, I think, on the skydiving subreddit about them purposely crashing, like, that remote-controlled giant-ass, yeah, like, yeah. passenger plane. And yeah. I was watching all the way through it. And they were, had, like, people in different positions. And they mm-hmm. had G-meters all through it. it was actually super fascinating. It was, like, an hour-long documentary on it because yeah. it was on the Discovery Channel. But yeah, uh, it had... works.
0: Yeah, because if you don't, apparently, like, you fly under the seat in front of you.
1: Submarining. Submarining. Yeah, that's a yeah.
0: nice euphemism for Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, that, yeah. that thing.
1: Just folding in half and under the seat. It bends in front of you me. in
0: half like a piece of construction
2: paper.
1: Yeah. Jeez. And what was cool was even, uh, like, you've probably seen the video where they bounce it off the desert and, like, the front breaks off mm-hmm. and everything. Um, the people in the front were subjected to 12 Gs, which is high, but, you know, not crazy. And then the people in the back were only subjected to 6 Gs In a jet crash. Like, it really wasn't that that's... bad. No, like, You'd all, sore, all but things like,
0: considered, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It was, there's was this comedian back in, like, the early 2000s, I don't remember the rest of the bit, but he's, like, he's, like, a car crash, it's, you know, EMT comes, and it's, like, uh, it is, is is there anybody alive, or are they just vegetables, and it was, like, yeah. a plane crash, it's, like, is anyone recognizable, or are they just minerals, <laughs> <And> <laughs> Yeah, it's, like, yeah, dude, there's no real there's no real safe way to go from that but there in B52s they there are stories of like bailing out is that not yeah. so that's not
1: the strato fortress yeah th- i think they actually have ejection seats and again somebody should double check me on this but i think they actually have some that fire out the bottom
0: yeah because it, it was about it was um command and control by eric schloster it's just about all the like the nuclear kind of mishaps over the years
1: uh, uh, like, broken arrow incidents there is a disturbingly long list of them and wikipedia has a bunch of them
0: yeah yeah and but they talk about just all you know there's like the primary ones people hear about but they're like the most dangerous thing about like like the hydrogen bombs like it isn't like the, the bombs themselves aren't gonna go off but they're like they still contain high explosives
1: yeah because you have, and when you break them apart there's a lot of radioactive stuff that goes yeah. everywhere
0: but they're like even just the acute explosions yeah, they're like, they're, substantial. They're like, it's not tiny. It's, you yeah. never, you never see it because no, if it goes right, if it goes correct, there's the explosion that it collapses the core and you use a fission bomb to set off the fusion bomb. Yeah. But they're like, in the rare case that it doesn't work, it's not just like, it doesn't work. There's still- It's not just a poof. Yeah, there's just, there's still a very big explosion. Yeah. And they said that like, so for like, a, like a, the Stratofortress, said there were a couple times where they weren't sure if they were going to go off, so they had everyone, like, I think the one where they lost a, an H-bomb in, like, Italy or Spain or something.
1: Uh, yeah, I think it was Greece, maybe?
0: Something like that. One of those, Yeah, yeah. One of, yeah, it was... but yeah, that
1: contaminated was, the whole area. Yeah.
0: And, but yeah, they talked about, like, everyone bailing out, and, like, some landed in the ocean, some landed on, like, hillsides yeah. and shit. Just
1: wherever you happen to be.
0: But yeah, now, how would... So do each of them have like a downward facing escape pod or are they just jumping out the fucking sides or I'm asking you like what, how would it be? I
1: I don't know. Um, I've never really researched it that much. I think the crew probably, I I doubt they have a huge crew, you know, it's probably not more than like 10 people or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, and I I would assume they would just have their own seats or bailout rigs. They could clip on real quick and go out the side or something. I'm not really sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think
1: it. a lot of times it's uh it's just like we hope you survive. It's not going to be easy, smooth or whatever else. It's just like this is better than burning in. Well, it's like it's yeah,
0: it's like if you don't jump, you're dead. You know, it's
1: 100% chance
0: of dead. 100% if chance of you dead.
1: Yeah. If you do jump, it's a big question mark, but the question mark is less than 100%. It's,
0: yeah, it's like less than or equal to 100%. But yes. if you stay in, it is 100 across the board. Like, goodbye.
1: Yeah. Like in skydiving, uh, I feel like I should know these altitudes off the top of my head. But I think we usually say anything under 1,500 feet, if there's a catastrophic problem with the aircraft, it's best to stay with it or stay seat belted in. Unless the wing comes off. And then at, at that point, it's just like do your best. Yeah. Essentially. Like when it comes to like for, for Tannins, because I have someone and the person in front of me doesn't have a parachute. They're relying on me. And um it basically just says get one hook on out of the four, go out and just hope. <laughs> so I mean it's a better chance of survival than staying with the plane if the wing comes off or yeah. something.
0: Yeah, no, I mean it makes <sighs> Yeah. It
1: I just... only need one hook of the yeah. four. Yeah. Because the two on top are rated for 5,000 pounds each. The two on the bottom are 2,500 pounds each. So even if we only get the bottom one, like, you're going to be dangling below me very uncomfortably, but we have a good chance of survival if we can get out in time.
0: But what about, like, the acute forces? Like, you may only... Chances are you're
1: not going to be able to get out. Yeah. It's going to be spinning. Yeah. You're going to be stuck to the walls.
0: Okay. Well, I was thinking, like, yeah, you you could say one hook is rated for 2,500 pounds. Like, me, let's say I, I weigh 200 pounds, like... Sure, that's a lot less than twenty five hundred, but that instant like pulling out like that's a lot more than that's a lot more than two hundred pounds.
1: That's well, let's say for easy math, you're two hundred fifty pounds. That means it would take a ten G opening shock to break you loose of that. And per the book, I know it actually says uh, it's the top left one first, and so that's a five thousand pounder. And honestly, that's gonna be much quicker for me to get hooked up than a bottom one. Mm -hmm. This clip right next to
0: me. Is 10 g's like a lot more than it would than like a normal i, I don't know what, what what's normal I,
1: I think a normal parachute opening is one and a half to two and a half oh okay it's, it's it's really not a lot they're actually designed to open smoothly yeah people think you want a parachute that like instantly opens no it hurts yeah it is phenomenally the opening g's can be phenomenally high for something that's made out of strings and fabric yeah when it goes wrong yeah um yeah. but i think hard openings are usually in the area of eight to 10 G's and I, I do know people that have actually been knocked out by opening forces when it went wrong and I've had one that it opened so hard and so fast not only did I have bruises where the harness was but like involuntary noises came out of me like <gasps> and I, I went from about 120 to probably 20 or 30 miles an hour in about a second Jesus Christ. maybe maybe slightly more second and a half yeah and that was a hard opening and the parachute was okay yeah, completely undamaged and unharmed, and like when you do the math on that, there's thousands of pounds of force on that thing. Yeah, So yeah, I mean, it's
0: however many... amazing for
1: strings and fabric.
0: Yeah. Jesus Christ.
1: <coughs> <coughs> All right, what magazine? So uh, there's a magazine called Parachutist Magazine mm-hmm. that you get with your subscription to the USPA, or is is an option to, and they actually posted some um, an article a couple, couple magazines ago on them destructive testing stuff as far as the harness systems go for these rigs. And even the leg straps were um, tested up to something like 4,500 pounds before they started to fail. Jesus Christ. So, like, what I tell people is it would take collectively something like, i did the math one day it was like fifteen thousand pounds of force for this rig to start tearing itself apart and if at any point in time in the skydive we encounter that much force we already have some other problems to deal with so just don't even worry about it
0: you have greater problems to
2: deal with yes yeah yeah Yeah.
1: so these things really are over designed And, and like we talked about last time the gear really doesn't fail it's it's the jumper yeah it's the skydiver yeah it's a human part yeah so
0: Jesus Christ. Show yeah, me, but like, I have my rig right here. I was about to say, pull it out. Whip that bitch so, out. So,
1: uh, mine's not terribly large. It's about the smallest size they make. And so...
0: Is Dude, that... Literally walk me through it. Like, explain what all, all right. that is.
1: So, this is a skydiving rig, a free-fall rig. And I keep catching my damn headphones on this. Alright, so we have two parachutes in here. We have the reserve up top. So, that's the backup. And then we have the main parachute... On the bottom, and then to deploy it, basically, see that little curved pin right mm-hmm. there? That's what holds back the parachute. So, when it's time for me to deploy, reach around, I grab this little handle right here, kind of mm-hmm. hard to see. No, you yeah. can't. I, and I throw it out. And basically, it's a pilot chute. So, it's a tiny little parachute that pulls out a big parachute. These stupid things. You're good. Yeah little parachute pulls out a big parachute and it deploys. So let's say you have a problem with your main parachute, which I have had really one time in 2300 jumps. I have a handle here and I I didn't get it embroidered with this. It was the previous owner it says smart. Mm -hmm. I think that's just because it was smart to cut it away. But if I pull this handle, everything releases and goes away for the main parachute. It's a single point release system. Pull this other handle right down here. Second parachute comes out.
0: So wait, so wait, what... Then what's the back handle for? What's the little thing in the back for?
1: Deploying the main parachute.
0: Okay. And that's... This full- one gets rid of
1: the main parachute. This one brings out reserve parachute.
0: Okay. So...
1: That's
0: it. Why... So you, you're, you're two... You have your two chutes because, yeah, your One is none. Two is one. Now... You have to
1: have one more than you intend to yeah, use. Yeah. As we talked about.
0: Yeah. Is the... Yeah. Is the... But the little one that brings out the big one—that—that that doesn't count as a.
1: That just creates drag to pull out the big one.
0: Okay, so it's you, a pilot shoot, yeah. So you would be so, but that would do absolutely nothing for you if you had to use that.
1: No, absolutely not. It's only like I think twenty average size is like twenty eight inches oh, okay. wide.
0: Okay, so you're but okay.
1: No, it's not enough to substantially slow you down. Would,
0: um, delay your death by like a millisecond.
1: Honestly, with those behind you. Um, depending on the orientation you're falling in, that amount of drag can turn you upright and make you more aerodynamic, so it actually could kill you faster. (laughs) But even that little bitty pilot chute that we have, like a 28-inch pilot chute at 120 miles an hour, has something like 150 pounds of pull force behind it. It's like they're pretty strong.
0: Yeah. So the the smart one, that
1: is... That that gets rid of the main parachute if there's a problem.
0: If there's a problem, that gets rid of the main... Now, how does that get... Does it just, what, on? unleash it just
1: all right so have you ever heard of a three ring system no three ring release all right cool so this is a three ring system so we have our big ring our middle ring and our little ring and basically it's like a lever system and i watched a video on this the other night and they basically said it was something like between 100 to 1 and 200 to 1 advantage ratio with this so no matter how much force is under this there's only a couple pounds required to release it which is pretty smart
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and there's a little cable See this little yellow cable behind it? Yeah. Can you see how a little yellow cable goes through a white loop? Yes. See that white loop is holding down the little ring. Okay. As soon as that white loop is released, they unfurl and it releases. And it's the same thing on either side. And if you look at this cutaway handle, see the two little yellow cables? Uh-huh. You're just directly releasing it.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So that's how that works.
0: So that... So the little chute, the the pilot chute, that pulls out the big one. But that's 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 for deploying it. That's not yes, that's for for deploying. And so there is a
1: pilot chute for the reserve, but it's packed inside of here and it's got a spring in it. So whenever you release the reserve, it shoots out and away into clean, smooth air to extract everything.
0: So you actually have four
1: I guess you could kind of consider pilot shoots a parachute.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm just thinking about pieces. So like tech you have four. So you have I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to learn. So you, so you, you pull the you pull the thing in the back, and yep. that, that deploys the pilot chute, and the pilot chute pulls out the main chute. Correct. Yep. Yep. And then let's say there's a problem with, with your main chute, whatever, it for whatever reason you pull smart. Yep. And that just releases all of it. That.
3: Yep.
2: That doesn't. You happen. can get
1: these handles to say anything you want in any color. Yeah. Um, I I want some that say eject an air brake on them. Yeah. Just because I think it's kind of clever, but yeah. I just don't feel like paying for yeah, it. Yeah. No, I've yeah. seen like uh, control X and then control N. You just, so it's just you, all like you, oh shit and just whatever else. You you plan, A, plan A, Plan B.
0: Control delete. Like yeah yeah. And then to get rid of the main one, for that just that just releases. There's no there's no pilot chute that pulls out the main one if it's fucked up. It's just you just release it. You're just cutting it right.
1: Pretty much. If I I just sat here and pulled this, it wouldn't do anything because nothing has been released from this. It would just sit in there.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. So, all right. So, all right. And now you're at your second shoot. Yep. How do you deploy the second shoot?
1: So the second shoot, it kind of, there's multiple ways it can be deployed and it's basically just got a, um, you can see the pin in there as well. As soon as that pin is released, it goes out in a way. And you can see that lead seal on there, and that's an FAA certified rigger seal to show that it's not been tampered with. If it's broken, I have to get it fixed before I jump. But there's a couple ways to deploy these things. The easiest way is just pull the handle. But there are two, there's a couple inventions that kind of help you out. One is called an RSL. So this little red tab here. One end of it, it's a lanyard. One end is connected to my main parachute. The other end of it is connected to the pin to release my reserve.
2: Okay.
1: So as soon as I separate from that main parachute, when I cut it away, um, it pulls the reserve out on its way or it pulls the pin to release it. So that helps me get it out faster. The other thing you can have is a skyhook, like we previously mentioned, where it mm-hmm. uses the main parachute that's going away to completely pull the reserve parachute out. Okay. Um, And then you have what's called an AAD, which is our automatic activation device, or the computer in here. Once you're licensed, they're optional, but they're highly encouraged. And basically, if you get knocked unconscious in free fall, that'll release my reserve parachute. Below a certain
0: altitude or something?
1: Two parameters. Um, It's above a certain vertical speed, below a certain altitude.
0: Okay. All right. So I'm just... I'm just trying to. And think. those
1: are mandatory for all non licensed skydivers mm-hmm. and t- all tandems, period, across the board. So, like, even if I'm taking someone on a tandem and I get knocked out, that'll save us.
0: Okay. Um, I'm just trying to, like. So, normal jump, you go down, you pull the little one in the back, pulls out the pilot, or releases the pilot, pilot yanks out big one, float down to happiness.
1: Little but... one pulls out big one, okay. everything works fine.
0: Big one's fucked up. You have to manually pull smart, or yeah, just one
1: handle releases everything.
0: And will that, that will will that automatically take out the second one, or is that just an option? Because you said there's
1: you said on there's my lo- rig, it will because I have an RSL. RSLs are not mandatory for licensed skydivers. Um, it's something that's encouraged, and most people have them but you don't necessarily have to. If you don't have an RSL and you don't have an AED, the automatic activation device that'll deploy your reserve parachute if you knock you have the rest of your life to pull this little handle right here. Okay. However long or short that may be, you have the rest of your life to figure it out.
0: Okay, so, all right, so I'm just, so one of, so one of the ways that the, that the secondary would be released is it would use the primary as a pilot, basically you know, in, one in big a ass pilot shoot big ass pilot shoot and but if your primary is malfunctioning
1: it creates drag still and that's all still, that matters
0: okay it's still enough to even if it's fucked up and it's that's still
1: it, it doesn't matter if it's fucked up it's creating drag and okay. that drag is so substantial it can pull the reserve canopy completely out and open okay it's and called a MARD device a main assisted reserve deployment Okay. That's a category it falls in. Skyhook is a particular one that's been created. My rig does not have a Skyhook system because when I bought it, it was not equipped with one. I could send it back and get it equipped for a couple hundred dollars, but that would take my rig out of service for a long time. Um, so it's just... I use it regularly. Don't be a dumbass and you'll be okay. Yeah.
0: And, and now, so if the primary is being used as a big-ass pilot, what mm-hmm. happens to the pilot in the second one? It just gets...
1: It just comes out undeniably. Yeah.
0: It doesn't, that doesn't interfere with anything? No.
1: That, that one is actually called a free bag, or it's a pilot chute connected to a free bag, which means it just goes away. It's not connected to anything. So once the reserve parachute deploys, it just kind of floats off. Okay. And uh, you kind of got to go find those unless you want to pay for another one. Yeah. Because they're kind of expensive.
2: So,
0: I'm tying my shoe. Um, You're good. So, Oh, no, wait, bring it back.
1: Go to put it on for you?
0: <laughs> you can. Um,
1: right. Oh, missed that one. All right. You can talk. I can yeah, do multiple, okay. multiple
0: things. All right. I, I can't. I'm stupid, so I'm, I, I project projected onto others. Um so, how would you pull the primary one? Okay. That little guy right there. Okay. And I'm just trying to think. So the, God damn it, my dog, one of my dogs crying. little one in the back.
1: That deploys it. This is the primary from here down.
0: Okay. And then that one fucks up. You pull that guy. Yep. <sighs> And, or not if that one fucks up. Oh yeah, yeah. No. If that one fucks up, that's what releases. And you can use that. That will that will act as the that will act as the pilot for the secondary one, right?
1: If you have a skyhook equipped if, yeah, system. Yeah. If not, it's with me because I have this RSL here. It's still going to pop the reserve out. It's going to even beat me to this handle. It's so quick to do it. Wait. Um, we Wait. still teach. So, doing it.
0: so if the big one doesn't. If the big one doesn't act as a pilot,
1: the yep, main canopy doesn't act as a pilot chute, then I can still manually deploy it, or my RSL will pop it out already. Wait,
0: what? Wait. Then what, wait. Wait. What's the RSL? Um.
1: Reserve static line. It's a lanyard that connects between the main parachute and the pin that holds my reserve in. Okay. Yeah.
0: But that's There's not- multiple
1: options for how you can get it out, depending on what equipment your equipment is equipped with.
0: Yeah. No, I mean it's it that it's smart as fuck. Yeah. There's, mul- yep. there's multiple ways for it. So. Then in what scenario would the big one not act as a a big a big broken pilot?
1: If you don't have a MARD device, a main assistant reserve deployment, a skyhook installed, it would not do that.
0: Okay. I'm just trying to think of
1: It's an option. Yeah. It's an extra option you have to get added on.
0: But the RSL it kind of seems like it's the same thing then. Then, doesn't the main one, it releases what? It releases a pin in the RSL? Yeah.
1: The RSL, if you have an RSL that fires off the reserve, it just releases a pilot chute for the reserve, and that reserve pilot chute now has to pull out the reserve parachute. Whereas with a MART device, a Skyhook, it uses that bad okay. main parachute okay. to completely pull everything out, okay. which is great because it saves a lot of altitude especially if you have slow malfunctions. So say your parachute's open, but you have a problem with it. It's it slowed you down. Instead of doing 120, you're doing 30 miles an hour vertical.
2: Okay. Now,
1: let's say you spent a little too much time troubleshooting it, and you're now very, very low. Say you're at 1,000 feet, and you realize, oh, crap, I cannot land this parachute. At 1,000 feet, you'd be cutting it really close without a skyhook to cut away and deploy a reserve because your airspeed's not high. There's not enough drag to pull everything out. There's been a number of skydivers killed because of late emergency sequences. They waited too long, and they hit the ground when the reserve canopy wasn't inflated yet because it couldn't come out quickly. So a skyhook pulls it out so quickly. They even have, I think, like a promo video for it where they do, like, a 100-foot cutaway, 150-foot cutaway above the ground, and he still has time for the parachute to fully inflate and for him to land it up. It's like standing. Mm-hmm. So, and so, like a skyhook is an amazing thing to have.
0: Okay. And so, in in what scenario are you left where you have to manually deploy the second one?
1: If you do not have an AED, which is the computer that deploys it, uh-huh. if you do not have an RSL, okay, and you do not have the a Mar- skyhook. The,
0: yeah. The M what M A R D. Mard. MarD. Yeah. Okay. MarD
1: is the category. It's in main assisted reserve deployment. Skyhook is just a particular type.
0: Okay. So it's patented it, alright so Skyhook would use the I'm just no because I, I I I can get a better like, I can have I can for me like I can like I guess have a better conversation if I kind of understand yeah. what the fuck's going on yeah and so and this is if you can't tell this is how I learn is I just keep going. no man it, that's fine that's that's that's, that's pre-med bullshit coming Sky
1: out Skyhook is actually a patented design I guess it's kind of trademarked and, and there's another skydiving gear company that their version of the Skyhook they call it the trap system which I think is a terrible name for it yeah absolutely uh, it is. yeah but it, it, it's basically the same thing yeah. it's a MARD system
0: so big one fucks up mm-hmm. big one can a MARD will, that will use the big one as a pilot yes An RSL The big one will release...
1: When you separate from it, it just pulls the pin on its way out.
0: And that will release your second pilot. Yes. And that will pull out your second chute.
1: Yes, your reserve.
0: Your reserve, okay. Both of those don't work. You got your little computer chip. What is it called?
1: AED, Automatic Activation Device.
0: Okay. That will deploy the reserve certain vertical speed and certain or certain altitude, whichever comes first. As
1: long as you reach both parameters, um, because say you're really low and you're really slow, you're not going to be able to reach the parameters for it to fire. And the way it works is... Oh, you have to hit both? Know,
0: I thought of it. Wouldn't it make sense for it to be like almost like a car warranty, like a 100,000 miles or if something breaks? There is wanna...
1: no warranty on the devices. It tells you that it is not really a life-saving device it is intended to be, but it is not 100%. And there are a number of saves from these things, and the way they work is that little uh, loop that the um, pin goes through, goes through the cutter. So whenever a cutter fires, it just severs that loop and everything comes flying out, it releases it.
0: So it wouldn't work if you're below X. So if it checked off the altitude, like box, okay, we're below whatever. What what, like, what is it set at for elkies? like on,
1: on mine I believe I have to be at 760 feet doing 78 miles per hour vertical for it to fire so if I'm at we'll say 500 feet doing 60 miles per hour vertical it doesn't meet the parameters for it to fire say I were to cut away at 500 feet the AED is not going to fire because I'm already going too slow Also, these AADs are designed to deactivate under a certain altitude, which sounds dangerous, but it's actually a safety thing because with these higher performance parachutes, when we dive them towards the ground, there's been multiple people that have actually reached both parameters at 300 feet and deployed a second parachute and potentially killed themselves or greatly injured themselves because now you have two parachutes coming out and they when that happens in that scenario, they typically fly opposite directions, and both of those directions are down.
2: Yeah.
0: So. No, no, it, it yeah, no, it definitely makes sense that you want it to deact- deactivate below a certain. It's like, yeah. it's like before podcasts. Like I always, I always meditate, and I but I always set like two alarms. Yeah. And so it will. Yeah, and it's. But yeah, I don't put them at the same time. I want one to. I want. I always have them at different times because yeah, you, you don't. Yeah. Want, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And no it makes sense that you don't want them to go off below a certain because it's like you don't want it to just deploy at you don't want it to just deploy at 500 feet because let's say everything's just going peachy and you're just floating down at 500 feet
1: and then suddenly it goes off that's a problem
0: yeah that's yeah you don't need that um yeah. but let's i guess it makes sense because if you have to be at a certain altitude and certain speed and you don't you don't, you don't I guess match those requirements. That means that you're probably not free fall. Yeah. Okay. So that's you're not that, that's what I was confused. Yeah. I was just thinking like, if you're falling, you'd want it to go off no matter what. No, that makes sense because if you're and not-
1: here's a good one for you to think about. With a wingsuit, you can actually fly with an AED that's turned on, functioning properly. You could fly that wingsuit all the way to impact because. You're not going to meet both parameters so my wingsuit for example my vertical speed i can get it down into the 30 mile an hour range so i could be flying and fly at 30 miles an hour as long as i'm not above 78 miles per hour vertical below 750 feet or something like that it's not going to check both boxes and fire off i could fly that thing right into the ground if i wanted to now they have wingsuit specific aeds now i don't know how they've made them work Yeah, Uh, I
0: was going to say, how would you...
1: That is beyond me. I don't know. Fuck Uh, that, you can figure it out. out.
0: No, fuck that, you can figure it out. It's it's...
1: Well, here's the other thing, is there is a video a couple years ago of a guy in a very large wingsuit uh, with a lot of drag, and he had a problem with his main canopy and had to cut away. He did not have an RSL to deploy his reserve parachute when he cut away, when he separated from it. He had an AED but he could not reach his reserve deployment handle down here because in the commotion of things, it got pulled inside of his wingsuit. Oh, fuck. And he knew that he had to meet both of those parameters for that AED to fire. So he tucked into a ball to speed up. Break the speed. Because he had to check that vertical speed box. Did it work? Below a certain, it worked. Fuck yeah. That's why we got a video. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I That's mean cool. I guess you can pull a video off a dead guy, but Yeah, yeah,
0: you can yeah, you yeah. Could. you could. no you definitely could. GoPros um, are almost
1: indestructible these days. Yeah.
0: I was gonna say, yeah, more than yeah, more often than not I feel like you could pull a video yeah. off a dead guy. Um Okay. So um
1: Ballsy move, but it worked.
0: Now, if you wanted to manually pull your second one, would you get so let's say you're just you wanna do do a stunt. Pull your primary and then you wanna let go of it and fall for another thousand feet let's say you're just putting on a show
1: you gotta have three parachutes for that then
0: oh yeah oh yeah okay you gotta have
1: uh-huh. yeah okay you're supposed to
0: but even then even then actually fuck that let's just whatever let's just say you're, you're... i mean
1: i know people that have not done that and yeah. just like it was getting time for the reserve to be repacked because every 180 days does be repacked and inspected why is that It'd fly right over the it's a safety thing okay um, so they fly right over the landing area, like fifteen hundred feet or something, and just cut it away. Yeah. Pull the reserve. Fly the reserve down.
0: Because it's gotta. They gotta take it out anyway. It's yeah.
1: Okay. Um, it's not the right thing to do, but yeah. it's something it, that people it, have done.
0: It's like you. Yeah. It's like using. It's like using like canned food before it expires. It's like you gotta yeah. use it anyway. So if you're doing that, now is there like? It's gotta be one more than you intend to use, but hypothetically, mm-hmm. hypothetically, you know, just if you were to hypothetically have a beverage, and you're yeah. fucking around with you and your friends since how would you? Do you have to deactivate the the MARD, AED and RSL?
1: No. No. You could just pull the reserve handle and the reserves gonna come out.
0: But if you wanted to pull your primary float down, and then get rid of that and freefall for or whatever 10 seconds, yeah, and pull the second one. Would you have to not have? You have the, to disconnect
1: the RSL, yeah, so you, it did not automatically deploy it.
0: You'd have to not have the the Mar the Skyhook, basically. And depending on where you did it, you
1: you probably want to do it over an open field because you got to go pick that thing up. Well, yeah, and it's gonna suck if it's in a tree. Yeah.
0: Well, no, just not not even considering that. Just yeah. For my my, my simple mind, just trying to wrap around this, would you have to? You disable
1: all the safety devices, basically. Yeah,
0: yeah, you uh, yeah. Yeah, you'd have to turn off all the. Yeah, it's like taking off the safety of a gun, or like getting rid of like yeah. the go, the, like the governor on like a on like a golf cart.
1: Turning the traction control off and the ABS when you want to go do something stupid. Yeah, yeah. you have to disable the safety features.
0: But the AED, mm-hmm. would, would that only depend on the? If you're height? gonna
1: do that, I wouldn't turn the AED on because if you fire your cutter, that's about 180 dollars to replace it.
0: Okay. Yeah, but again, not not considering that not considering picking it up in the field just to survive. And to pull yeah. off the stunt and have fun. Would you want to disable the AED? or would it depends you, on your on deploying your
1: altitude. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. Now, is the reserve is that strapped on it? Is there any way to release the reserve? No, no, no.
1: And that's a design feature. Like you cannot cut away from the reserves. They are built into the harness, basically. Okay. Or the the way the reserve attaches is a permanent fixture of the harness. It can't be get, get, gotten rid of or, unless you actually like cut it away. They're
0: one piece. Okay. So if you're if you're deploying it over the because it's you're at day one seventy nine. Do you gotta like cut it when you're finished? The reserve? Yeah.
1: No. They just think, it only has to be inspected and repacked every hundred and eighty days. So a rigger looks at it. They make sure there's no damage to it and then they just repack it a certain way and seal it back up
0: but i but so let's say you're deploying it over wherever you just you know it's hyp- got to get
1: inspected and repacked
0: hypothetically
1: you
0: yeah oh okay okay no okay yep. i'm i'm stupid I, I was thinking that you had to get rid of the whole fucker and then get yep. a new one okay
1: there what are t- life limits to reserve parachutes because they have to meet a um it's called a tso a technical standard order and i think it's more so in europe that they have like i think it's a 20-year life limit on reserve canopies mm-hmm. but uh again don't quote me on this but if you in the u.s i believe as long as once it reaches a certain age it has to go back to the manufacturer for a it's like specific testing to make sure that the fabric and everything is still within requirements for strength and stuff like that and as long mm-hmm. as it passes that it's still okay to use
0: so if you did want to for whatever reason you did want to remove your reserve Mm -hmm. How would you do that? Or did you just have to get like a whole new rig? Is it part of the rig? No, no.
1: You just just open it up. You pop that pin. You break that seal and open it up.
0: I thought you said it was – It's
1: sealed by a rigger, yes. It's just breakaway thread, though.
0: Okay. So it's not literally like woven into – No, 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 no. no. Okay. Okay. So let's say you want to – now let's say you want to break it. You want to do your your. You got to have three, right? Let's, yeah. It's. How does that differ from the reserve? If you have, if you want to have one more than you intend, or you have to. Have one you have more a
1: tertiary than, rig. You have a tertiary, a main, and a reserve.
0: Now is the tertiary just the like the? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the display. And the, I
1: was gonna there. show you. Yeah. 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 That's all that's holding it in. So if I just want to open it up, I just break the seal off, hold the pin.
0: Okay, okay. Now, could you do a tertiary one on that? Or do you- On that
1: particular rig? you have um, to get a
0: whole new rig. Is there like a whole, (coughs) excuse me, is there a whole? (coughs) Smoking too many cigarettes. I don't smoke. Um, Apparently I'm just dying if you wanted to do what is the what is the how do you attach it what is the anatomy of of a tertiary jesus christ what is the anatomy of a of like a tertiary maybe i'm just documenting in real time getting coronavirus um become flu yeah hey man this would be the viral video this would this would get it going um podcaster dies what do they
1: look like is what you're asking
2: well
0: yeah. Is, is, it, is it different? Is it an entirely different thing? Is it something you can modify your existing rig with?
1: Yeah. Um, so they may basically just add on attachment points that you can attach to a current rig. Or I've seen custom made rigs that had built in extra um, attachment points where you just hook it into it and it just clips on. And it's just, have you ever seen the old like, kind of like paratrooper videos from like World War Two, where they have like a, a big thing in the front? It's kind of just like that, it just clips on.
2: Okay. I'm just,
0: is now is it—is it fundamentally different from your primary? Can, am I coming through all right? I'm, yeah, you're fine. I normally lean up close so I can talk into it. No, oh. you're fine. Okay. Is it fundamentally different from your primary shoot? it's whatever you
1: put in there so generally speaking if you have a tertiary rig that's probably what you're testing anyways Uh, say you have like a prototype parachute or you're doing like an intended cutaway that's going to be in in the tertiary rig most likely so it's really just whatever you put in there
2: okay
0: is your reserve smaller than your
1: primary it can be there's a whole range of sizes that they make and you have to choose an appropriate size for whatever size rig that you have. So we measure in square feet Mm -hmm. and my, uh, reserve, I think maximum size is supposed to be 106 square feet or 113 square feet per the book. But you can actually, depending on the actual reserve parachute, some of them pack slightly smaller than others. So I actually have 120 square foot reserve in there and my main parachute is 79 square feet. So, bit of a difference.
0: Well, your main 79, how big is your primary or your reserve?
1: 120.
0: So, reserve's bigger than your primary?
1: In my case, yes.
0: I guess that makes sense if you're pulling the reserve, something's probably gone wrong, you probably want just... to You want
1: as much fabric over your head as yeah, possible. Yeah, but yeah. like they're not always bigger. Okay. I know, in many cases the reserve is smaller. Not a lot, but it is.
0: So I'm just I'm so I'm I'm just trying to think of like the succession of like how it would go. I don't know if I'm making it more complex than it is. So if you want to do the tertiary, does that have? Is there any like?
1: Does it doesn't it have, affect the sizing of the main or the reserve.
0: So it doesn't have to be bigger than the primary or smaller than the primary.
1: A tertiary just simply means it's a third one that you've added on somewhere. Okay. That's it. And, it's an accessory.
0: Okay. And how, how do you release that? Is it like a thing you put on? I think you just said this, but it's going when you in my head.
1: Releases in deployed or releases in like get rid of it?
0: Well, well, if you have your rig and it seems like everything's built in, it's like they're set. I don't know why my voice is going, excuse me. <coughs> is your tertiary?
1: It's not part of the rig itself.
0: So usually
1: it's... the tertiary is just like a clip on thing that goes on the front.
0: Okay so but to release that not to not to like get rid of it i mean to use it
1: yeah uh basically it's, just there's a little handle on the front lead. with a pilot chute that's it doesn't really have to be overly complicated
0: now just like if uh there's hook
1: my voice is <laughs> it's getting like hard to <coughs> i'm gonna have to have you talk um tertiary is not connected to anything else like that it is its own entity so it has nothing to do with the main or the reserve on your actual rig
0: but you couldn't use the tertiary as a skyhook to your primary like let's say your tertiary fucked up even though
1: i mean you could if you had some like
0: i'm being like i'm being the annoying like
1: no no, i'm I'm
0: being the karen like what if this happens and what if the yeah okay so you could but it doesn't have to be so like obviously it's your tertiary it's it's you're not but if it fucked up i guess it's not the same danger as if your primary fucks up and you only have your reserve tertiary fucks up you still have the only reason yeah because the only reason you'd be planning on using a tertiary would be for
1: when you plan on something potentially going wrong anyways
0: this is going over or just kidding yeah you're good Apparently my throat's fucked up, so <clears throat> from this part, from here forward, this is um, welcome to Sean Cast. Hey, and, uh, um, thank you for having me on.
1: Um, thanks, thanks for being here.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I was about—I was going to say Beard because I had two friends on; they both had big beards, and they called it the Beard Cast. And I was like, I can't grow a beard, but I realize it applies here. It's beard. Welcome to Beardcast. They kicked me off. They said you're no longer allowed on Beardcast because I can't grow. Yeah, you a get beard. a little bitch face. Yeah, I can't. I do I got a little. I got a little baby cheeks. You get a little bit of fuzz. When I get facial hair, I look like a chemo patient that survived. Like it's it's disgusting.
1: It's you get the pedo stash.
0: Yeah, I, I can't even get the pedo stash, man. I get like, I feel like the pedo and training stash. Um, not that that's something to aspire towards. So tertiary. So. It's it's just a completely
1: separate add-on accessory that lets you take a third parachute, usually for, like, a demonstration purpose.
0: Okay. Is there any... Is there any time you'd ever have, like, a quad chute?
1: I mean, if you wanted a a tertiary for your tertiary, Mm -hmm. but I can't immediately think of one, doesn't mean it probably hasn't been done.
0: All right, well let's get to i've 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 exhausted my ability to learn about this yeah so um one thing we didn't touch on last time is is and i also want to segue into this because my throat hurts so I want you to go off how does one get into skydiving what is what are the what is the safety features like how do you how do you get to where you are
1: how do you get to where I am as an instructor or just as a skydiver?
0: Just in general, for people that want to get into the sport, for people that it's, to use this as, we're going to use this as a promo for skydiving. How, okay. would, how would people, because as you can tell with me as someone that doesn't skydive. You have no idea where to start. Exactly, and it's all overwhelming. You, I see you and yep. it's, I'm lucky I can have you sit, a literal instructor with 2300 jumps, you can sit here and be patient, be patient with my dumb ass and show me, show me all the straps and stuff for someone that doesn't know anything like myself and it does seem overwhelming how do you how does one get into it
1: so the general way that it goes is if somebody's on here is watching wants to learn go to uspa.org united states parachute association and there's a little tab that says like drop zone finder or something like that and it has it by state and so look up your state if you're near the border obviously look up the bordering states and there might be multiple. If you're in Florida, there's a plethora of skydiving drop zones. If you're in California, there's quite a few as well. I think New York has quite a few. There's a couple of places that have a big bunches of them, and Florida just happens to be one of them. If there's multiple, look up reviews, look at their websites, and call and ask if they teach people to skydive. Mm-hmm. And so basically how it goes is it's a crawl, walk, run phase. If you want to learn to skydive by yourself, we give you a basic ground school, which is depending on who's teaching anywhere from four to eight hours, And we teach you the basics of how to skydive. We familiarize you with the gear, how to operate it, how to exit the aircraft safely, what to do in free fall. We're right there with you. Uh, How to deploy your parachute, fly it down, and land yourself safely. And it's crawl, walk, run. We start with small stuff, and we keep working up. And by the time you get to the end of it, we typically have you doing flips and barrel rolls and stuff like that. Uh, not only building confidence, but to show that you can control yourself in free fall and recover from unusual attitudes if you find yourself upside down or spinning. And then we graduate you from there. We clear you for solo skydiving and you do what are called coach jumps, which is basically a a lower rated instructor and you kind of just go out and have fun and learn a little bit at the same time. Mm -hmm. They sign you off and you start working towards your license requirements. There's four licenses A, B, C, and D. A is the lowest. It's 25 jumps. Uh, having met the criteria, sometimes people get it at like 30 or 35 jumps is not really a big deal. And then that kind of just lets you go anywhere and everywhere. As long as there's not like a license restriction, like Dubai had where you had to have the highest license.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, B license is 50 jumps or greater having met the criteria. And that lets you do things like night jumps and I think helicopter jumps and hot air balloon jumps and stuff like that. C license doesn't really let you do a lot more. Uh, and the D license is one of the requirements for you to become a tandem instructor. C license is 200 jumps, and then D license is 500 jumps or more in the US. And so if you want to do what I've done uh, and become an instructor as well, basically those first 500 jumps are on you. And then as far as like paying for them, uh, you can get a coach rating that kind of helps you pay for Mm -hmm. some of those. You at least get three skydives more or less. And then you sign up for a training course, like for my AFF rating, my accelerated free fall rating to teach people. That was an entire week course I had to go through, I had to do 10 or 15 jumps in that Mm -hmm. course, uh, evaluation jumps and stuff like that, to earn my rating. If you want to get a tandem rating, again, you sign up for the course, you make sure you meet the criteria as far as having a medical certificate from the FAA, go through the tandem training course, you have your D license, you uh, do some other requirements can't remember off the top of my head and you go through the training course and get certified to do that okay so that's kind of how it works but if anybody's on the fence about skydiving just find a drop zone don't die find a drop zone go in call them ask questions hang out watch how it's done yeah that's it it's really not it's nothing that the average person can't do yeah the gear is designed for the average person to use it It's not designed for superhumans or anything like that. All of us that skydive are just kind of regular people. We just ended up liking skydiving. Jumping out of planes. You're not regular. You jump out of planes.
0: Whatever. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, I'm pretty vanilla when it comes to the skydiving world, I guess you'd say. So you said Dubai, you
0: have to have the highest license?
1: There's certain drop zones in certain areas that have a minimum license requirement. And it's usually because there's some sort of hazard or a limitation Um, like for example, I think there's one in Texas along the coastline that has a very small landing area and because they're on the coast, they have a lot higher winds. So they have a minimum license requirement for that. Um, the place I jumped the first time in Titusville, Florida, didn't have a big landing area, did not have a lot of options of safe other places to land that were close. Um, So they had a C license minimum, and then Dubai, they've they've got a reputation to uphold. And again, there's just not a lot of safe landing areas elsewhere that won't get you in trouble. Um, So D license, the highest license required for that. But most drop zones, you don't need that. You don't need a high license to jump at.
0: What do you mean by safe area to land?
1: Um, So like in Dubai, there was a lot of ocean. There were skyscrapers on one side there were construction sites
0: okay all right i was just thinking like in general yeah. it seems like
1: i mean the world is a drop zone you can land anywhere i, was, I, was it's just, say, I don't ad- advocate landing in certain places i was
0: gonna say it seems all equally equally dangerous because you're oh. just accelerating downwards um <clears throat> so for something like nine eleven, <clears throat> would would parachutes have worked above in the so world trade centers 1,350 feet tall out of the roof. Yeah. Upper floors. It's kind of like what we said earlier. No, like, it, I don't know how well it would work, but it's like, if you don't use a parachute and... You, it's a non-zero chance exactly. of Exactly. like I think what something like 146 people jumped, I think from the North Tower alone. That's 146 guaranteed you're going down.
1: Potential it, saves, too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How effective... If even would would, would there have there been any success rate? Would there have been? I mean, how far away do you have to get from the building? Is what are the? How does the wind interact with the building? Could it have been? Is does the massive inferno have something to do with it? Because that's the only time you would use these to jump out of a building. I would imagine yeah. is in inferno. Because if it's collapsing, you don't have time. It's not a plane crashing. Yeah. It's it's collapsing. Yeah. It's it's almost freefall to you're dead. So something like nine eleven, where it's North Tower stairwells are sliced you can't get out well, let's say you're in the top where the plane crash 92nd floor you're in the top 18 floors so let's say you're probably like 1100 feet and above something yep. like the world trade center which just so happens that there's no setbacks meaning it's, it's just a straight drop to the bottom the world trade centers were fairly unique and most skyscrapers have some sort of there's zoning requirements these just were straight yep. to yep. the top
1: it wasn't overhung or underhung it, it was just straight, straight up
0: out. yeah um would that have worked? Would have there had been any success? It
1: very well could have been. like At 1,100 feet, if I'm in a burning building like that, I'm going to take that thing out and hope for the best. Yeah. I'm not going to use my main parachute because it's designed to take that long to open. I'm going to use my reserve parachute that's designed to open quickly and reliably. Yeah, And will it work? Probably, as long as I don't have an off-heading opening that turns me back towards the building. Mm-hmm. Even, but I have a better chance of trying that.
0: And even then, like a fucked-up landing two shattered femurs is you were going to get shattered femurs if you weren't using a parachute you weren't going to live. that was yeah shattered femurs your femurs just... are going to be everywhere yeah it's yeah i mean but i mean really i mean you jump there the bodies almost weren't recognizable
1: it's a non-zero chance of survival at least
0: you do know, whenever this 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 argument gets brought up or just in general like you know how come you don't have parachute or you know have some armchair you know safety expert i would have so made everyone they do parachutes. have
1: uh after that um they do have what's called the sos system now the, the single operator system or whatever which is an emergency bailout parachute for high rises which is more or less a uh, it's more like a base jumping right mm-hmm. made for jumping off low stuff and it's made for the average person to use and i looked them up before i talked to you earlier they're about twenty two hundred dollars each and i think they're made by a european company i've never seen one in real life or known anywhere that had them to my knowledge but basically it just allows you to strap it on and then go jump out and it's like one handle. it's have reserves you don't have anything else it's literally just one handle one parachute You're just like let's hope it works which is better than you know going down well the yeah ship. better than yeah it's
0: yeah and it's something where it's like the world trade center where it was wasn't even like you know you can brave the fire you know go you couldn't go go wrap your clothes you know some people are like oh i would have gone to the bathroom and like soaked my clothes and ran everything was sliced water was sliced elevator cables were sliced stairwell thick smoke and it's 1500 degrees of flame exactly it's everything's burning you're that high up I mean, with broken windows too. The wind at that height—that was just feeding fire. You yeah, know, go to a fire and whoosh, whoosh, you blow on the coals. That's what was happening. Something like that. Yeah, it—it it, it almost seems like it, it's a non-zero chance, right? It's an—it's yeah. greater than or equal to one hundred, or no, less than or equal to hundred percent chance of death.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you said the SOS system. You, it, it, the connection kind of broke up when you're talking about it.
1: It's like a single operator use or something, or single operator system, something like that.
0: How is it deployed? Is it literally like, is there any, let's say. It's like one
1: handle or something. Like that's literally, you jump and you pull a handle.
0: Does it say how long you have to wait? Is it, because it's just someone like me. It's
1: designed to open in like 100 feet or something.
0: Okay. So like someone like me, or the vast majority of people never skydive. And you find yourself in a, you know, okay, you're a, a. a, a quarter mile up in a burning building, you're not you're not thinking rationally. It's literally going to be like, yeah. what, what do I do? So if you jump that you just jump out and pull immediately. Yep. And it would. I work.
1: think there's also an option that allows you to like clip it into something solid. That way, when you jump out, it acts like a mart and it pulls it out for you. Okay. Uh, I think that's an option. I didn't look too much at it because I was like, oh, shit, I need to look at it before I talk to him. But I think that's one of the options on it as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but even if you just jump and pull, like, it's better than nothing.
0: Yeah. It. What about something now? I was going to say, what about something like, well, I mean, so another thing that comes up is like helicopter rescues.
1: Uh, The problem with helicopters is they fly low and slow. That's their whole purpose. So by the time something goes wrong, it usually goes catastrophically wrong at a very low altitude and there's no way to get out. Even if you could get out, helicopters are not the cleanest thing to get out of if something's going
0: wrong. No, I I meant like, I don't mean like jumping out of a helicopter, I meant using a helicopter to get out. To the roof? Yeah, well the problem with the World Trade Center was- They had the doors locked. That, but also just a fire in general of that magnitude they said you couldn't get close to it not only that they said it was sucking up the air so fast that it would have fucked up anything that got close to it
1: yeah I I think I mean the doors were locked too yeah Um, and I'm pretty sure they actually I want to say the NYPD tried to fly up there and pick up people but there was nobody there Jesus Christ but like I understand why they had the doors locked they don't want people getting up there and jumping off the building yeah whether they're base jumpers which they probably aren't it's usually just somebody suicidal yeah I mean
0: it's yeah it's that one guy did base jump off the World Trade Center in like, it was like I think the early 90s or something.
1: Uh, the Freedom Tower, there was a base jumper that got in a lot of trouble because uh, before the video. Freedom Tower was finished, he snuck up in there. The and I think they had... tried to get him with like terrorism charges or something like that.
0: I remember watching. Yeah. I remember those videos because those were the first videos I'd ever seen that were 60 FPS. I just remember and I was like, this looks so real. But it's it was, so smooth. Yeah, I was like, "This is fantastic." I mean, like, you know, aside from the whole fact you're jumping from, but yeah, it was like three guys, and you can like three different camera yeah. angles. It's, but there, no, there was a guy that there's like a there's like a newspaper clipping picture of it. I think there's only yeah. one picture of the guy, but it's someone thought it was like a suicide. And the only picture they have is just like he's already on one foot, like one yep. leg is over Stepping the end and he's jumping off. Yeah, um, and obviously he survived it. Yeah, I mean, there's only so many people you could get off with a helicopter. It's...
1: Yeah, you'd have to make multiple trips, yeah. but, yeah.
0: But you think with, you know, like, after 9-11, I mean, you think that you would, that would kind of be, like, a commonplace thing, the SOS systems.
1: Well, a lot of it is cost of implementation and just the chance of it happening again. Like, they got us once. The chance of it happening again is probably realistically speaking much lower now sure and the buildings are designed better now when the world trade centers were designed they were designed to take an impact from the biggest plane that existed at the time yeah and we we made planes bigger
0: yeah yeah it was yeah i mean they were finished in 1972 1970 something like that yeah By, by no means uh by no means modern something like well let's say it's not even like a Chances of chances of them getting us again. What if it was just a, well, it was just a fire? What if it was just someone? Burj Khalifa? What if yeah. something just went wrong?
1: Um, I, I think a lot <clears throat> of it would be just the price to implement it um, versus the chance of it actually happening, mm-hmm. and also, you know, kind of having those sit around. Someone's just like, "Hey, we could probably." use one of those to do something we probably shouldn't, but it'll be really fun. Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably more of one of those things. And is it? I'm not really sure, but those are the the things that come to mind.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking of even, like...
1: I mean, some places have them because they're for sale.
0: Yeah. buy one right now online if you wanted to. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just thinking of, like, some CEO who's got the top floor. Yeah, he probably has his own probably hasn't you I mean probably most of them have choppers too but i mean i'm just thinking something like that you know you're some like who's the ceo of goldman sachs lloyd blank some multi-billionaire and you're on the top yeah. floor i mean i'm just thinking from like a cost perspective but also just like i got a dope life going on like you know it. maybe they have them maybe they're just not advertised
1: yeah there's, there's i no, think they're also one of those things that like you probably wouldn't want to advertise them too much because again, people get ideas. Yeah,
0: yeah. If you had them in like residential buildings, or you had like in, if you had
1: those in like a frat house, you know, a college dorm. Yeah. No, nobody's gonna use them for anything good. No.
0: Well, I mean, I think about like me and my buddies from college went to. We stayed in some fucking tall hotel in Manhattan on Times on Times Square on New Year's Eve.
1: Yeah, I mean, got yeah, blackout drunk. Yeah, nothing good's gonna if come out. of
0: that. If we over- You're gonna have
1: more fatalities with that yeah. system implemented around drunk, stupid people than you are if the building came down and you, yeah. you didn't have them.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, we, you know, we made a mess of, like, the mini-fridge and, like, the, you know, like, the in-unit washer and dryer. I can't imagine what we'd do if we found a fucking parachute. I
3: yeah,
1: mean, or four Christ.
0: parachutes. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ, yeah.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Uh Yeah. What about, I guess we kind of touched on it with Air Force One. What about something like again cost implementation what about something like a commercial plane
1: well here's the thing is commercial aviation already is just so exceedingly safe Um, a couple reasons why i wouldn't think you would want to do that is one you're introducing more human factor into it and when it comes to aviation or anything that flies it's usually not the equipment that fails it's the human that fails Mm -hmm. somehow and so now, instead of two trained pilots that are trying to land this thing and get it down, you have 400 panicking people in the back, including Karen, who had to take a Xanax just to get on a plane. And you expect her to make a life-or-death decision involving things she knows nothing about. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention her four little kids that she's got to strap-on parachutes to. And she can't even get up to the bathroom on time. Not to mention people can't even smoothly get out of a plane whenever they open yeah. the doors and you're sitting there. Yeah.
0: who everybody get up? Like, yeah, yeah. it's...
1: So that's not going to work and then the other thing is there's no clean way to exit a plane like that Especially when things are going wrong.
0: Yeah So the only time there would be a The only situation in which you're able to exit a plane that is normally pressurized is when something has gone Terribly wrong. It's yeah, like, it's like the only time there's a window open in the world trade. Center. windows don't open The only no, time, they don't. only time they're open is when they're shattered and that's because something went horribly wrong yeah um
1: like when we go skydiving a lot of times when we open the door people like freak out i'm like what's matter? you've never been in a plane with the door open and they're like no i haven't
0: yeah no it's a yeah have you watched
1: the will smith skydiving video no he touches on that he's like i've never been in a plane with freaking door open yeah like yeah
0: yeah well yeah no it's like what joe rogan said when andy stump was on he's like would you ever go skydiving he was like no I'm in a perfectly good plane. I see no reason to leave it. <laughs> like, yeah. but it's. I mean, yeah, that's my mindset, man. It's.
1: Well, plus on top of that, you, you imagine you got a plane with you know three, four hundred people. The logistics of just having three or four hundred parachutes and the weight and weight is a big thing in aviation. Yeah. I saw some statistic and I don't remember specifically what it was, but it was like for a large commercial plane, every like one kilogram that you remove from it is like a hundred thousand dollars in lifetime savings for fuel.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was like a one. It's our, it's a
1: phenomenal amount.
0: One airline removed like a cherry from their Sundays. That's when they actually like, yep. served food. Yeah, but it was like yeah, it was like just removing cherries from food is like that one plane would save something like forty thousand dollars in fuel, just yeah, that one over plane its lifetime. Yeah. It, or not, I think it was, like, annual. It was something insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. And, yeah, I mean, even, let's say you got 300 people trying to get out, that would be a clusterfuck if you had 300 trained
1: You'd have people skydivers. deploying the parachutes in the plane, getting all wrapped up. Me. Yeah. Some jackass like me would just be freaking out. Yeah. What's this handle do? Yeah. 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 Sucks to be you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: mean, let I me... Mean, what are the mo- so how do they do something like paratroopers?
1: It's you talk about like in World it, War Two where they just kick a bunch of them out, or like what they do now,
0: even now, even now.
1: Uh, I mean, they have a side door exit, but they have to teach them a particular way to exit. They have wind deflectors on there, and it's what's called a static line jump. So basically, there's a line that attaches to a cable in there, and as soon as they jump out, it pulls the parachute out. It's kind of like a MAR device, like I told you, except there's just no parachute,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's just solidly attached to the plane, mm-hmm. and like. The injury rate for that is still relatively high. And they're also not doing 400 knots. They're doing like 110 or something like that, 120.
0: Yeah, it's... Yeah, and that's with people who are trained to do it. Trained, yeah. And they're expecting... Airborne school in the Army is
1: three weeks. Yeah,
0: and they're expecting to do it.
1: Yeah, that's the end result. That's that's what they need to happen.
0: That's the psychological aspect of it. Just like, you may not, I mean, it may sound obvious. It's like, well, that's what they're doing on this flight, be it in a fucking active war zone or training. Yeah. But that, I mean, that entire psychological of like, this is what I'm doing on this flight versus I thought I was going to. Hawaii, I'm I'm drunk.
1: Now I got to bail out of this plane in the middle of the Pacific. I'll I'll just go down with it. The death is going to be much quicker.
0: Dude, I've thought about that. What Going down, to me, that is like my worst fear ever, it is like going down in a plane over the ocean and survive. Like, I want to die.
1: Dude, nose it over. I want it to be good. I don't want to limp away from this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. That's what I used to tell our helicopter pilots. I'm like, if you think anything is going to go wrong, just break the yeah. ground. I don't want to yeah. limp away. Yeah. Make it good.
0: I mean, really, yeah, really aim this fucker
1: yeah the most solid thing you can possibly hit at the highest speed possible yeah
0: yeah you can just press it down go for that granite ledge just right into there yep yep make make sure you cut the fuel lines do everything
1: you won't have to the impact will do it for you okay perfect always a fireball okay yeah
0: just want a fireball and not only that, i'm i'm like leaning my head up against the wall yeah just so my neck cracks yeah. there's a,
1: a saying that we used to have the only time you can have too much fuel when you're flying is if you're on fire or crashing
0: yeah that's true yeah. it's yeah it's but dude can you imagine just surviving and then being in like the middle of the fucking pacific
1: that'd suck fuck. I'd rather just go down with the plane quickly
0: fucking sharks dude fucking sharks fuck that <laughs> have you ever seen those videos of like the, them airdropping like humvees
1: oh yeah and the ones that go wrong
0: yeah 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 video where like a couple go wrong yeah apparently it was so suspicious they actually investigated it and it was like
1: it was some disgruntled army rigger it was like i think three of them or something yeah maybe two yeah Yeah. it
0: wasn't even like foreign sabotage it was just some dude that was just like fuck it fuck you fuck this yeah yeah he got fucked um what are the so like what are the parachutes like for something like that?
1: Or even very large and round. They don't really have any forward speed. They just come straight down. Okay. okay. And the good thing about round parachutes is they don't they don't really malfunction like the parachutes we have. We have square parachutes that are designed to fly in one direction. And so whenever they go wrong, a lot of times they twist themselves up and everything. A round parachute, it's round. It's symmetrical no matter which way it goes. So mm-hmm. it doesn't really malfunction per se. Mm-hmm. The only malfunction it has is just not opening. But like assuming it opens, it's done its job.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So they have a lot of multiple round parachutes on them and they measure them at the diameter of feet. And so cargo parachutes, I would assume are probably, I don't know, they're probably in the 40 to 50 foot range for that stuff times however many they need. hmm I mean, I don't know the size. I wasn't a rigger in the military, so I'm just taking a, a guess at that.
0: So for something like that, I feel like you'd want one of those for for Karen on her on her flight to Key West. Oh, yeah, for,
1: for sure. You would just want big round parachutes that don't really
0: malfunction. I feel like you can't fuck it up. You can have a panic attack and be screaming the whole way down, but you can't fuck yep, it up. Pretty much. So what if you did something like... I wonder if you could almost do like reverse dope on a rope type thing where it would be like, it would just yank out like several people at once, several screaming, panicking.
1: Oh sure, but the logistics of getting those several screaming, panicking people together and <laughs> hooked up. Maybe. Logistics is an issue, yeah. it's always but an issue.
0: What if you had the fuselage separate into pieces
1: So I've seen that in like how they have the separating fuselage with the big parachutes on the back for plane crashes. And the the thing is you're kind of creating a solution to a problem that's really hardly existent. And if it's caused, it's the human factor that caused it. Now you're introducing more human error. Possibly you're introducing more failure points mechanically. You're complicating a situation that like we've actually got a pretty good handle on. mm -hmm. So And also the last thing you would want to do is get rid of the the fuselage because you turned a maybe crash into a definite crash. Because everything else is still coming down. Yeah. Like, once you take all that big chunk off, like, it's got to come down somewhere.
0: Yeah. But I feel like it'd be like the non... the non-0% chance thing. It'd be like, plane's fucked up. You've got... you've got 500 passengers on. Wouldn't you want to release it Release the fuselage. I mean, it would be a pilot choice and just have like massive cargo parachutes on it. Again, n- I, I not think good. It's just the
1: logistics. The logistics of doing so, and you're introducing so many potential failure points. Yeah usually things are like when people ask me things and I don't always have the answer to it I just default to saying it usually is the way it is for some really good reason that I may not understand
0: yeah yeah hmm
1: if that makes sense
0: no it does I'm just like like we've done more complex shit like the old like Keystone not Keystone we put a man on the moon yeah we did yeah yeah Woo! um but the old the key was the keyhole parachutes not parachute satellites or the corona ones some of the, the original satellites it would eject the film canister yeah yeah and we would pick that up in midair yeah with a fucking a jet because it was on a parachute it just seems like we but i guess that's like national security intel and that's what it's designed for as opposed to
1: and it's for something very small. It's a yes, film canister yes. versus 400 screaming people.
0: 400 screaming Karens. Yes. Who are, yeah. 400 if you can't handle me at my worst, <laughs> you don't deserve me at my best, Karens.
1: <laughs> Panicking on Xanax. Panicking
0: yes. on Xanax. Yeah. Yeah. This is their vacation. This is our time.
1: This is Sometimes their- the less options you give someone, the safer they end up being.
0: Yeah. Yeah maybe the move is you just fucking release like volume into the fuselage
1: just rapid release volumes. yeah so what happens when that system malfunctions and it does it with the cockpit door open <laughs> yeah yeah gotcha. failure points buddy yeah
0: now what if I'm
1: just keep
0: shooting them down But yeah, I'm gonna keep by all means I enjoy stupid... it I'm gonna keep so like they have like those. It almost like the pallets with like the the Humvees on them, Not, yeah. but like platforms, and they kind of like roll out the back. Yeah, or almost like the Moab, like the huge bomb. It literally yeah. push it out. The pallet falls and the parachute deploys. What if you just did that, but you just pulled out sections of seats? Let's say you just had like ten rows long. And it was like. I four.
1: mean, I, I guess it would technically be possible like as far as doing the math and designing it but also like again who makes that call and once you do that it's an all or nothing thing because you're massively changing the center of gravity of this thing
2: yeah
0: god damn it
1: yeah the the chances of a a large commercial plane crashing are already so minimal we'll never be able to reach zero yeah but sometimes, like, the amount of effort and design and potential failure points you're trying to design into it is just so not you, worth it.
0: And you, 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 yeah, you probably increase the, the danger.
1: Yeah.
0: Basically, yeah. Like well, you said, so many fail points. Yeah. You'd almost increase the chance of something fucking up.
1: Like in skydiving, um, Bill Booth, the guy I told you about that had the huge beard and, like, is almost like the godfather of modern skydiving. Um, uh, I watched a, an expo video from him in england the other night from like two years ago and he brought up a valid point and he said the safer skydiving gets um the more risk jumpers are willing to take to basically Mm -hmm. keep the fatality rate level Mm -hmm. so like you can design the safest thing in the world Mm -hmm. but somebody has to operate it Mm -hmm. so usually the less human error you can have in there the better it's going to be
0: yeah yeah it's like it's like we design like Better and better wingsuits. and so naturally we just what gets invented. Fly closer, you know, fly you know, what gets invented? Proximity flying. It's like yeah, yeah. It's
1: you know, an exciting ways to kill yourself this week.
0: Yeah, it's like when you get a three day weekend, you just you that just gives you more time to procrastinate the homework that's due. It's like you don't yeah. you don't do it in time. You just you just procrastinate it. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's. I mean.
1: The more you can remove the humans from the situation, really, the safer it's going to be.
0: Yeah, because nothing's going to go as planned.
1: Autonomous vehicles, for example, like, it's happening. And honestly, I cannot wait. Traffic's going to be better. It's going to be safer on the roads. Oh, yeah.
0: Driving's going to be better.
1: I mean, I love driving my stick shift and having fun with it, but, like, if I had the fully autonomous option, absolutely.
0: Yeah, my brother has a Tesla, and he sends me videos all the time, and it's just like...
1: That's be nice. Getting
0: on the highway, getting off the highway. Yep. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like the wearing a seatbelt thing, where it's like I'm not going to wear mine. You guys can be safe, and it's like no, you're a danger to us. It's like with self-driving cars. Like I'll often say, you know, family members or friends, like wouldn't you want these? And it's like I'm a good driver. I'm not like I'm not worried about it. And it's like well, it's not for you. Yeah,
1: it's for, everyone it's for, else.
0: It's for Karen. It's yeah. for fucking Karen karen who's who's updating her facebook status while doing 70 in a residential zone like yeah do you think
1: do you think well, fall- again the human factor is a weak point yeah so if you remove the human factor from it it gets safer whether you are the human factor or not i mean i think i am a decent driver probably slightly above average i would i would believe but i'm not infallible like I could miss a stop sign and blast through a four-way intersection and kill someone. I hope not, but, like, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Computer. I've missed signs before. I've missed exits before. I mean...
0: Yeah, computers not make that mistake.
1: And if they do make mistakes, it's usually much less frequently.
0: Yeah. It's, it's like, one in a billion, and then that mistake gets, gets corrected in the software, and it does not happen again. There's no, like... Yeah. There's no learning curve where it's like that's strike one buddy it's like no you yeah what what caused that what 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 sequence of code caused that excise it put in something new that no yeah. longer happens end of story um fuck yeah all of my fun ideas if money wasn't a problem fucking red bull comes to you and just says you're the best you got big dick energy we like it we're gonna foot the bill what do you what do you get for gear
1: what do I get for gear yeah Well, as far I, as like brands or just like what would I buy what would you get
2: it's, just, it's
1: yours it's blank check. I would honestly get pretty similar to what I have now I, I wouldn't change a lot um, I might switch a brand but as far as like design goes uh, I pretty much have what I want now as far as canopies go I might buy a, a brand new version of what I have
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, maybe in like a custom color but I have what what I want right now mm-hmm. it, it took me a while to find that
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, I'd probably get a brand new wingsuit for sure like a newer updated one mm-hmm. uh, from squirrel that we talked about mm-hmm. maybe not the biggest one they have but I'd get one of the newer ones mm-hmm. so I could go have fun with that and then I just, I do a lot more skydiving. As far as like when I say that, I mean like more. We call it fun jumping. Most of my jumps now are work jumps, and then I go have fun usually at the end of the day or where we have time. But Mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily even have to work in it anymore. I still would because I'd enjoy it. But Mm. instead of working on Saturday and Sunday, I could work on Saturday and then Sunday could be my fun day. Fun day, yeah. All day long to just go do whatever I wanted.
2: Yeah. What
0: What's like the most baller helmet you could get? Um, they. The,
1: I'd, I'd get a newer impact-rated helmet for sure. Yeah. I only know of two of them. Uh, one's called the G4, uh, which is really the G3 was the most popular Scott helmet ever made. So the G4 got updated. Um, I'd get one of those, and other than that, I actually have a pretty nice helmet. Um, yeah. I, I bought it for a reason, so yeah. I, I worth. I mean, when I used to Scott full time, five, six days a week, I was wearing my helmet multiple hours a day. So like, it pays to have. A comfortable helmet that you like, just like a pace have a comfortable pair of shoes if you're on your feet all day. Yeah. So and I think that helmet was, the helmet itself was about $400. Mm-hmm. Plus the Audible altimeter I have in there, which I think was around $200. What's, um, and the GoPro on top, if I'm jumping with it, is another, we'll say $200. So like if I lost that helmet in free fall or whatever, that's, that's a lot of money. Yeah.
0: What's, so it's just money's not an issue. What's the most baller helmet you could get now? Just for, just be like, fuck it, like Red Bull's foot in the bill.
1: Is F-35 helmet. A what? The F-35 helmet. Oh, the fighter pilot helmet? Yeah. But, I mean, the thing is, that helmet's just to make it look like the plane's not there and you can look down and see the sky. That's kind of what you're doing in skydiving anyway, so, yeah. like, yeah, you, you really can't get much more of a baller. I, I mean, a heads-up display would be super yeah. cool, but I don't know that anybody that actually, like, really manufactures one of those for the helmet.
0: They don't? That's not, you can't...
1: That's not for skydiving, to my knowledge.
0: I bet you don't think there's just some like top of the line shit out there. I mean, just, not for like, skydiving that I've seen. What about wingsuiting? You think you could get like the heads up display so you could like all
1: the shit? You'd have to get it custom made. If Red Bull was footing the bill, I'm sure you probably could make it work. I'd, I'd love to have a jet wing too. Yeah, by all means. Yeah, yeah. But I, I need the helicopter to go with it because um, I'm not going to try and take the thing off from the ground. Yeah, not at all, ever.
2: Yeah.
0: God damn it, Sean. God <laughs> damn it, Sean. Where would you jump if you could if you could dive anywhere, a wingsuit anywhere? Is there are there specific locations or is it just kind of?
1: Air as far and... as skydiving, I would like to do. What are you talking about just inside the U.S., outside or just wherever. Wherever. Red Bull's in the building. dude. I'd go all over the U.S. Um, I definitely hit up California and the Pacific Northwest. I'd do a couple more in Florida. Um, I would like to go over to. Um, where is that country the Maldives they just had a big skydiving event out there and I saw some awesome pictures for it and there's also the you know what the big blue hole is you ever seen the pictures of it in the ocean where it just looks like a, a portal down yeah they do skydiving into that it's, it's like solo skydivers and you can go fly over it and like land in the water obviously you don't take nice gear because it's, it's salt water yeah that would be cool to do uh, jumping over Burning Man would also be pretty cool I know a couple of people that have done that Jesus yeah there's some super cool pictures of people skydiving right over top of Burning Man
0: that's insane what about like um you you said you don't do proximity
1: no I don't yeah it's on the list I mean like if Red Bull if Red Red Bull was footing the bill I have a a friend his last name's Redfoot yeah um if Red Bull was footing the bill yeah I'd probably get into that with you know proper guidance and training I wouldn't just you know hope for the best um Oh, I, so yep.
0: that's something you would actually you would actually attempt. It's not just it's not like a writing off like like that's just a death wish.
1: No, there's a a safe way to do risky things and, yeah. and mitigate the risks. There's yeah. never a safe way to do it, a dangerous thing, but there are ways to mitigate the risk. Yeah, skydiving is a dangerous sport that we can do safely.
0: How would so how would you get into proximity flying? Would it literally just be? you would just do runs and you get closer and closer to the ground
1: uh you would get experience base jumping first so um base jumping's not really a regulated sport most places so um a lot of times you have like a mentor that teaches you what they know or there are people that do professional base jumping courses that will teach you all the basics and stuff like that and like actual structured courses um so i would probably start by doing that and then um basically go off their guidance uh, it's crawl walk run Uh, when it comes to proximity stuff you don't normally fly wingsuits first you fly what's called a tracking suit which is basically like a big inflatable pair of pants kind of like mc hammer pants more or less it's like a big it looks like a a tracksuit from the 80s that you wear but it inflates yeah more or less and so it's more controllable than a wingsuit which is basically a straight jacket yeah um, and it's easier to get a clean launch off of objects Like cliffs and stuff like that Compared to a wingsuit where your your legs are essentially tied together Because a lot of fatalities have happened Where people just Slipped on the edge In a wingsuit and couldn't catch themselves Because their arms and legs were tied together Jeez. And then they tumbled And then by the time they got their canopy open It ran them into the wall Jesus Yeah. Fuck yeah. A majority of base jumps that end up in fatalities now i'm not a base jumping person but i know a little bit about it are usually off things like buildings and cliffs because if your canopy opens not the right direction it runs you back into it versus like an antenna or a bridge where once you're off of it the chance of you hitting something is pretty minimal yeah and then wingsuit base jumping is in a category of its own as far as it it really is because in 20 2017 or 2018 i think it was 2018 it was like the worst year for bay jump fatalities in a long time they had something like 18 fatalities in 30 days
0: jesus christ
1: it was yeah it was pretty up there because like every other like day i'd get on facebook and like oh rest in peace to this guy he was a cool guy i'm like oh man like i don't even know him but like that sucks yeah if i don't know him i know somebody that does
0: yeah most likely wingsuit or base wingsuit base jumping
1: yeah that's like, basically how many more ways can you complicate killing yourself and get out yeah yeah it's, but i mean the end results if you do it right it's a hell of a lot of fun it's, yeah it's
0: who's that guy that um i remember because my roommate was really into like Mount... jeb corliss no not
1: i am um, dean potter yep he died in 2015 i yeah. think uh base jumping out in California or something? It, I think it was Yosemite or... Yes. Yeah, or, I'm pretty sure he was wingsuiting too, but again, yeah. it's years ago. Yeah,
0: and I, yeah. yeah. yeah he, he used to go wingsuiting with his dog or based, or parachuting with his dog.
1: Yep, because there's some cool videos out there of just his dog riding along in the back. Yeah,
0: I don't know whether or not the dog was with him on the fatal trip. I hope not. I mean, yeah, me too. I mean, I, I, I don't... Not to downplay his death, like... Yeah, but like... You're gone, but, man, but the pooch don't take the dog no yeah yeah Yeah. no he hit like the side of a mountain or something
1: something like that i mean i I don't know what it is a lot of times what gets them in wingsuiting is um, flying too close and not fast enough so when it comes to flying things speed is your friend because speed equals control Mm -hmm. it's like if you drive a boat too slowly you just don't have any control
2: yeah and
1: so say you get really close to the terrain in a wingsuit and you're going slow you don't have excess airspeed to pull up and away You just keep sinking down, and then you hit whatever you're over top of. Yeah. So flying steep and fast is actually a safety measure. Okay. If there's something that's too flat, you can't fly a wingsuit over it because you cannot maintain the speed you need to clear that. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, it's – I was going to say, like – so for – you said base jumping. A lot of the fatalities can will come from, uh, or if if it's off like a building or something.
1: Buildings or cliffs.
0: Yeah. yeah. Is the is the fatal moment the impact with the vertical surface, or do you hit that and then and then you fall?
1: It it varies. A lot of people they've had off heading openings where it turned them back towards the building. Yeah. Then they ran into the building and then a lot of times the parachute stays inflated but not as well and so now your vertical speed increases and then whatever's below you you hit whether it be you know another rock formation or parked cars or something something's gonna get you
2: yeah but
0: so is it the turning around and hitting the building it
1: can be because um that would kill you i feel
0: like the fall would kill you
1: dude it depends on how you hit it's a variable answer jesus yeah, I mean, imagine, you know, let will say 20, 25 miles an hour at forward speed into a solid granite wall, and you've just got a BMX helmet on, more or less. Like,
0: Yeah, I mean, that...
1: That very well could kill you already.
0: Yeah, that's true, because there's no give when you hit... Yeah, the
1: others, you are the give.
0: Yeah, there's, when you hit the skyscraper, it's not, I mean, technically it is giving, but it's giving, like, a micrometer.
1: Yeah, like, and, and what happens when you hit the handrail with your face?
0: Oh, Jesus Christ. Or your neck, There was a...
1: um, Jeb Corliss lost one of his friends back in... I don't remember what year it was, but they were wingsuiting over a bridge, a large span. Yeah. And I think Jeb went below it. His friend tried to go above it but didn't have basically the glide ratio he needed and he ended up impacting the handrail with like i think his legs or something like that and the speed and force that it happened i mean yeah your body uh, just... it, it actually ripped him apart yeah because I mean... jeb when you watch the video jeb talks about looking over and like seeing an arm or something like that yeah
0: yeah D- didn't jeb corliss didn't he think that
1: He hit Tabletop Mountain in South Africa and survived.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I want to get to that. But back to his friend that hit the bridge. Didn't Jeb Corliss, doesn't he suspect that it may have been suicide?
1: I don't know. I don't remember that. I I don't think it was.
0: Well, no, it wasn't confirmed. But he said that, like, before the jump, his friend said something that, like, was very out of character for him.
1: Oh, I don't don't remember. It's been years since I watched
0: it. But it was something where...
1: It it was enough to be concerned.
0: Yeah. I mean, not something that you or I would pick out, but it's something that they were good friends, and he realized it was... I don't know, it was something like... I don't remember, like, like it's been fun or something.
1: Could have just been because he had a bad feeling, too.
0: Maybe. Just like, hey, if we go in this time, like, it's...
1: And I know within, like, the the base jumping community especially like if you get up there and like you're not feeling it nobody will ever talk shit to you at all yeah nobody will say oh you're a little bitch they'll just say okay that's fine that's your decision we'll never make you we won't make fun of you for it yeah you know like later on we might poke at you at like the campfire or something but like nobody's gonna give you a hard time for that yeah
0: because all it takes is someone getting pressured in and then they jump and they die and now you're all for the rest of your life being like
1: I shouldn't have, yeah, yeah. pushed him to do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what Andy Stump said. He was like, I'll get up there sometimes and yeah, just I'll, not feel it. like, I'll just gauge it and just be like, nope. He's yep. like, he's like, because it's wind not-
1: has to be right, exit point has to be right. Exactly. You got to be in the right mindset.
0: He was like, because it's not equipment. He's like, my equipment's fine. He's like, I'm just looking at it, I'm like, just like the physics of the situation. I'm looking at it like, oh, like it. it uh, I'm not getting out of this. Yeah he's like you just walk back down he's like yeah a lot of people will just go regardless because it was a three-hour hike yeah and he's like that's when he said he was he said he was at some place in like europe or something
1: probably italy
0: yeah but this was on i think the second time he was on rogan and i remember him saying he was there one weekend and he said 15 people went in he was probably
1: there in 2018.
0: It's, that was probably it. He said 15. I think he said it was 15 because I remember he was like, yeah. I said, granted, there are hundreds of people jumping, but he was like, yeah. yeah.
1: That's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or Switzerland because there's the Swiss Base Association and like they're okay with it, but they put out guidelines like, hey, these are the areas not to fly over. Um, you know, you're basically charged a bill if we got to rescue you or we're tired of rescuing people. So like this exit point where you jump off of, we're now closing. Uh, jump at your own risk or risk prosecution to stuff like that yeah
0: yeah man it's
1: they're a lot more open about jumping over there in europe it's it's mainly an illegal thing here in the u.s except for like two or three places
2: yeah
0: well it's like what andy stump said he's like i don't get any thrill out of like almost killing myself he's like yeah he's like i get a thrill out of like flying that fast in a wingsuit he was like he, he, was like, he was like, it is impossible for me to not smile when I'm flying in a wingsuit. He was like, yeah,
1: it's, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. He's like, it's just so fun. But he's like, I don't try anything like I'm going to zip through that crack. He's like, everything I do is like, it's extremely calculated. Like, is that and possible? the guys
1: that were known for doing the most extreme stuff? Um, they're dead. Most of them. Yeah. Like, there's... A couple years ago, there was a dude that flew through, like, it was a natural hole in an arch. It was only, like, two or three meters wide. I think it was, like, three meters wide. It was not big. And he pulled it off, and it looked super cool. And then, I think, 2015 or 2016, he died.
0: Yeah, man. It's... Who's... There's some Swiss... I think he was Swiss Swiss or Swedish. He's, uh... He's dead now. But he there are all these it's like camcorder videos because like it was in like the 90s but he jumped off the Empire State Building he jumped off the Chrysler Building mm-hmm. there, I'll find the video of it because he like he's in the Chrysler Building he's got his like camera and he literally goes up to one area but he needs to get down to like one of the setbacks so he literally unfurls like the fire hose yeah, slides down and then he jumps off and he lands in the street and his buddy picked him up in a cab like while sirens yeah. were coming
1: yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there's some cool videos of people, like, going to rooftop bars and stuff like that with, like, a rig mainly looks like a backpack to most people, so they don't question it, but they'll yeah. go in with, like, an overcoat or something, yeah. and then just, like, pull it off, climb over the rail, and jump yeah. real quick, and, of course, everybody's always concerned, yeah. but... I think Jeb Corlitz has a, a couple videos like that. I know there's one of him at the Empire State he, Building he doing that, caught. and they catch him on the other side of the rail and hold on to him, and he's like, You will probably kill me if you don't yeah. just let me go. Yeah.
0: Cause he was like, if this he's like, if the my chute inflates, yeah. I like, that's literally gonna like
1: that's going, to kill to me, me. that's
0: going to rip my arms off my body.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've seen that video. He's like they're holding on to him and he's like, Let me go. Yeah. Let me go. But yeah, when he goes up top, it's almost like it's, I mean, almost it's almost like a streaker. He's, like, walking up, and he's got, like, yep. a, he's got like an overcoat on. A big like, trench coat. He's got, like, a hat down. Yeah.
1: Man, when I was in the Burj Khalifa, like, I was standing out there on the observation deck. Like, I could totally do this. Like, I can get over that handrail. There's a guy there watching me, the security guy, but he's 20 steps away, and he's facing the other way. And by the time he even starts doing something, I'm going to be about near the top of that thing. I could totally pull it off. Yeah. Like, I was sitting there just thinking about it but then like you know I gotta not get arrested when I land and stuff like that like is it possible yes is it smart no yeah
0: and yeah you don't want to get arrested in fucking Dubai yeah you don't want to have you don't want to be decapitated um do you think you could though like legality aside again let's say Red Bull's foot in the bill and they're they fucking whatever they can grease enough they shake enough hands give enough cash and now you have the Burj Khalifa to jump off of
1: Oh, absolutely, I would. You would, absolutely. I think there's actually a couple really cool videos of. Some, I want to say Red Bull guys. There are some bad. Of people yeah. jumping
0: off. Yeah, they jump yeah. off. They got like smoke canisters on their feet. <clears throat> yeah. But would you do that? Would you? Because yeah. I thought you said it's it's very dangerous. Open your parachute and come back in. Or would you? Would you? So
1: wing when you ballad? have really tall structures like that, when you have the vertical height to play with you can actually move away from the building okay you can do what's called tracking which is forward movement or especially like if you have a wingsuit like it starts flying away yeah and then there's nothing to hit yeah so if that makes sense yeah how would you know how
0: would you what how would you do it would you have to get like a running start or would you just with your wingsuit would it just be you
1: just step off and open it up oh, yeah that noise dude that's As long as you're somewhere that's not uh, what we call underhung. So underhung would be like if you're right here, you jump out and hit something. Mm -hmm. Overhung would be like an overhanging cliff. Yeah. And then there's there's vertical. Yeah. So as long as you're vertical or overhung, you can kind of just step off and you won't hit anything directly below you. And so there's only a couple points on the Burj Khalifa where it's vertical for a substantial amount of time. Yeah. Otherwise, it it gets smaller going up. So the whole thing is, on average, underhung.
2: Yeah.
0: So, so that be you'd good? have to choose one of those points where would you exit. Would so that just be a matter of finding it on the structure or is that you got to find it on the structure? Would you just go off the spire because you can crawl out through the top?
1: Uh, I don't think there's enough vertical room for you to get away from the rest of it. Yeah. Isn't, that where, isn't that where the Red Bull guys did it? I don't know. I don't remember seeing the videos. They probably did it near the top. I Either th- that or I when they were flying some... parachutes around it, they might have just been dropped over top. And then bail you know, parachuting it was, around no, it.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a video where they almost have like a diving board
1: type thing. I think so, instructed. but I don't think it's at the very top because even if you're <sighs> two thirds of the way up, it's still like 1,800 feet. Yeah, or something pretty substantial. But if you want the full 2,700 feet, that'd be tricky. Fuck that! I know with wingsuits you can jump off something, and as long as you have. I think the average is like 500 feet. It'll actually start to inflate and glide away. But otherwise, if you don't have that much distance, like you're not actually going to get enough glide for it to really be meaningful. So what they're doing now with these newer seats that inflate faster and fly more efficiently is they can jump off a cliff that had maybe only five, five to 800 feet tall and then fly down a mountain next to it. They don't need 3,000 vertical feet. Yeah. They just need 500 for it to start flying. yeah. yeah.
0: Now, is this something where one of those Jetman suits would come into play?
1: I mean, it'd be totally cool.
0: Let's say you're standing on the very tip of the spire. You just fucking rip that engine. and.
1: I mean, it'd be cool. It's not outside of the realm of possibilities because they've already done it from a standing position. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Have you ever seen that video where they they get like an enormous slingshot? Mm Mm-hmm and the guy's on top of the mountain or the cliff, and they shoot them off the cliff and that thing, and then pulls the parachute.
1: Yep, um, and so there's something called Bridge Day every year in West Virginia. It's like a sanctioned um, base jumping event, and they typically have a um, catapult for people in there. They just kind of sit back in it and then yeah. release it and it just launches them over.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I've seen a couple of cool like rope swings and stuff like that where you swing down and then let go at the end flip off you know motorcycles off cliffs i've seen videos of most but i think there was even a, a dude that did it off like a sand dune in a dirt bike he hit a really big one really fast and got and just, 150 feet up or something like that and at the apex just deployed wow. his parachute
0: what if he did that like those skiers that will be like dropped from helicopters at the top of mountains that are like inaccessible if you just like
1: they actually um do speed wing flying with guys that ski and they go down down the slopes and then Hit they can cliff. actually pick themselves up off and like oh. grind their skis across the ski lifts and stuff like that like the cables oh god yeah yeah man they already do it and there's a couple cool videos of wingsuit flybys and gondolas like people going up the mountain and just like right next to them jeez yeah man let's go, go down a youtube rabbit hole for about an hour of, of uh, Wingsuits and skiing and stuff like that—you'll see some cool stuff.
0: That's got to be dangerous as fuck. Going next to the gondola, though. Well, and yeah, the, you're not not wrong. It
1: has potential to go very bad very quickly. Well, well,
0: not, I was going to say that's got to be illegal because it's not just you—you you hit that gondola, you're two hundred pound person doing one hundred and fifty yeah. miles an hour that yeah that glass isn't stopping you you're going through I think
1: a lot of times there's not a specific rule against it it just falls into like an umbrella term of wanton endangerment or reckless behavior or something like that
0: masturbating on airplanes is not illegal it's just frowned upon
1: yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. it probably falls under something else
0: (sighs) fuck that dude fuck that well it's 259 here um you said you gotta go at three, so let's um, let's definitely do another one.
1: All right, I'll bust the wingsuit out and stuff like that. Fuck yeah,
0: fuck yeah, yeah. I'm actually I'm, I'm gonna get some questions for you. I'm gonna All right. I'm gonna ask some people to ask you questions. Cool. Um, yeah.
1: whether it's about wingsuits, regular skydiving, tandem skydiving, whatever.
0: Or, or secret service, Air Force Yeah, 1. secret
1: service. How to shoot down the president? I'll give you, it my best yeah, shot. Yes.
0: Hey FBI, hey, hey NSA. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining.
1: Tune um, in at eight tonight for me crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, man. Well, um, thanks for doing it, dude. I'll shoot you a link when it's uploaded. Oh. Cool. All
3: right, dude. Godspeed, brother. See ya. Peace.